Hello. How you doing? <laughs> I was sitting there, I'm like, why is it not working? I noticed you ain't even come on. <laughs> yeah, how are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. How you doing? Doing all right. I know I we're going to. I put my name Siggy Sign. Siggy <laughs> <laughs> Sig. Yeah, we're going through a lot of tough times right now, especially. I hope you're staying safe out there. I know. I'm in Jersey, so I curfew crazy. I was just um, passing through East Orange, and it was like a lot of traffic. I look, it's two black guys pulled over young kids by the cops. They have them sitting on the highway thing. I'm like, you can't tell people to come ar go around. I think they're making it worse out there with the protests. People don't realize it. You see the photos on social media with the rubber bullets. Did you see that one girl who had the rubber bullet like hit in her face? And then you seen a girl that got hit in her face with the baton. Oh yeah. Yep. And then the one girl was pushed down near the sidewalk. It's just, it's a lot. I don't even know, like, I'm going to be honest, like, I honestly feel, like, I honestly feel that, like, we, we kind of, as, as a minority, being, like, forced to feel a certain way, yeah. it's, it's not really fair. And, like, now that we, like, I feel like we could have been reacted a long time ago. And, we don't, we don't react until we're forced to. And then when we're forced to, it's like, see, 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 look how they are, look how they are. And it's, it's crazy because it sucks. I was just telling people like, you know, all white, obviously, all white people is not bad. All cops is not bad. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, it sucks that, that like right now, we don't really, we know who we at war with, but we really don't. Yeah. Because people is going at innocent. Like, what I don't get is people's protesting, right? And I seen in a video, these people was going at this white cop, real small, and was like, look at you, a little pussy. Da, da, da. He ain't wasn't doing nothing. But then you see a cop bust a female over the face with the baton, and they like this. Officer, that's a female. That's Why you not gangster now? Man. That's who you beat up. Yeah. That's what we start with. So I'm I'm just like, I don't really know. Like, and to be honest, I'm trying to stay in the crib because I already got a high head. Like I've I'm I'm one of those people that like I dive in not thinking about the consequences. And that's you know, now I can't come home to my daughter or to my family because I'm always trying to be super safe. Yeah. So I'd rather just kind of like figure out a different way to have a voice and figure out a different way to like strategize because like I've been keep going back to this the, the show Games of Thrones because I've been watching like I'm mad late on it right I'm finally getting up to season six I know people been on it and stuff but see I'm watching it from a, for a different reason I'm watching it to actually like learn and I'm looking at this industry as the Games of Thrones right and everybody was basically fighting for their last name they was fighting for not only they, but I would say their last name, but it's like your name had to mean something. So even if you came up and your name didn't really mean nothing, if you you had a chance to make it mean something before you die. If not, you was gonna be disrespected. You was gonna be treated like scum. And at that time, it didn't matter if you was black or white. Mm. So I'm looking at it as like, 
when they went went when they went to war, the only way that they was winning, and it would be times that it'll be seven thousand men against two thousand men, and the two thousand men will win because they strategize. Right now, I'm noticing that you know, even back to growing up when we was kids, we learned about Martin Luther King, we learned about Malcolm X. I grew up in a time I remember watching the news, seeing what happened to Rodney King. I remember that. I remember they cleared. Like, I was like, what? Like, I, I remember going to the bathroom and thinking, like, sometimes when I take a shit, that shit hurts. So imagine a pole going up your ass. Uh, so they went protesting, been having riots, been burning shit down. It never worked because they didn't strategize how to win the war. They was just worrying about violence, violence, violence. Yeah, maybe at times some violence is going to be a part of it, but there's a different way to do it. And I think the best way right now is if we really at war with a government, we, it's Americans against Americans right now. So the best way is to play with the pockets. Don't pay for fucking car notes, rent, taxes to the stores. None of that shit. Don't pay nothing. Yeah. I guarantee if everybody do that at the same time, should have changed way quicker than walking in the rain today, trying to protest about something that's going to happen while protesting. You're protesting about something and while you're protesting, it's still happening in the middle of the process. Yeah. Showing that it's not working. Yeah. There's still people being attacked and during this whole protest too. Some of them that's not even making the media or the news. Yeah. The, the, new, the news chooses that, you know, to what they're going to report on. And I, I stay away from Fox News. I just, that's just propaganda to me. But even like, I'm surprised like the other news stations like MSNBC, they don't report on it either. And they're not even reporting a good because there's actual cops that's really walking and nailing with these people. Like that's really like, yo, we're walking with you. Like we feel like yeah. we, we the people, like we need to come together. Like I just drove past Newark, um, um, I put it on my Instagram. I drove past Newark um, police station. They got, a, they got it blocked off with a big picture of George Floyd saying, rest in peace. They not showing that. Yeah, no. New, you know how bad Newark is? Ain't been one riot yet. It haven't been one riot yet. That is very surprising. That, like, that is very surprising. If you look yeah. up how Jersey is and how Newark is, it has not been no riots, no still that joint. It's surprising that it happened in Soho and 34th Street. Yeah. So. They're making a big deal out of the looters. And I, I had a discussion on a show earlier today discussing about all the things just going on in the society right now. And I said, I have a big problem with people making this whole situation out of it's all, all the looters, the looters. They're really putting a spotlight on the looters. And it's taken away from... How about the violence from the cops? Right, right. Why, why is everything surrounding the looters? And you know what? I don't have a problem with it. If you, if, if you loot, it's because I understand black people are tired of it. They're tired. They're taking their anger out on this. They, they're doing whatever they can to be hurt. So when you're out there, you're, you, I'm, I'm sick of it, seeing other people, you know, these are thugs out here. It's not. They're just angered and fed and up. And where you going, it's crazy because, like, I seen yesterday people protesting. It had to be like 100 people. You know, I didn't see one black person. It was nothing but white people protesting for us. They did not show that. They did not show that. Like, and then it, that's what I'm saying. 
it's the media is trying to make it everybody against black people. Spanish people against black people, white people against black people, cops against black people, because they know that they're wrong. And it's like, well, to take the attention away from us, we already know, like, you know, it's, and it's so sad because we've been seeing it for so many years and we've been holding it down. Like, it's just been like, you know what? All right, this happened. We, we know we're going to be aware, to, aware, whatever, but if we really move or how we can move, we know it's danger. Yeah. It, because one is more of us. It's, 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 it is what it is. It's more of us. But it's like, you know what? We're always trying to, like, do all the pain, still find peace. We're always looking for peace. But we just can't find it. We can't. Because it's like they're, they're not allowing us. The people that don't want us to have the peace, they're not allowing us. And then it gets to the point, like, they want us to hate everyone that's like them. And make them make us feel like that everyone has their skin color is like them and it's not we know that we know that that's why i mean it is some people that's just like you know ignorant that's just gonna go around like oh you're white you're spanish you're black this is what we're gonna do like you know what i'm saying but at the end of the day like the people that's knowledgeable we know like what's going on it's just we have to sit back and stop moving on emotion and try to figure out how to strategize to change because the change is up to the people. It's not up to the government. The government can't run without the people. If we decide to say, you know what, fuck your laws, we don't feel like following them, what y'all gonna do? Cause it's more of us than y'all. Yeah. It's more people than the government, than people that's in the government. We're allowing you to run this world how y'all want to. And we're taking the laws for it. And now it's getting to the point like, you know what? We're not having it. And the best thing that I seen on Instagram was we're not our ancestors. We will fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the best shit that I seen. Like, we're not our ancestors. We will fuck you up. Like, I really remember watching, like, Color Purple and all that stuff. And I'm like, how the hell you got a whole blade shaving him? Cut his neck. Yeah. Ain't nobody around. Cut his neck and get out of here. Yeah. But it was all, of, I feel like that shows it was all, it's always been a mental thing. Everyone won that was racist and controlling because they had they knew how to control your mental. Your mental was weak. And instead of trying to build a strong mentality, you was always trying to figure out how to fit in. When you already stand out. Yeah. So and the and the reason why people were so afraid, especially like the racist white people and the government in the sixties and fifties was because of Martin Luther King because he was educated. He didn't let anyone control him. But you want to know what? The more I'm learning about Martin Luther King, I will go more with explaining like Malcolm X more than Martin Luther King because when Martin Luther King, he was more so blackballed. Um, he was more so, uh, they knew that he, he ran the black people and they couldn't control it. So they had to come and control him and they had dirt on him. They had dirt on him that if it would have came out, people would have never followed him. So it was more so if he was still moving on the white man's time. And when I say the white man, it's not white people. It was the white man that yeah. was racist. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. yeah, so it's like, I'm, I'm really kind of a little, a little skeptical when it comes to Martin Luther King. Like I have to like read more and try to understand more why he moved the way he did. Um, 
And I'm not only just talking about cheating and stuff, but it was just certain things that he did because he didn't want certain things to come out, you know. So I'm, I like Malcolm X. Malcolm X is just a wild nigga. Yeah. Like he was just by any means necessary. He was just wild. So it's like I, I like, I like how Malcolm moved, but it's, I don't know. I just feel like who is really our leader that we could like really, really trust, you know? Uh, I, I mean. I know people, they love Malcolm X, and I know people who hate him because they feel he's a traitor, he sold out the Nation of Islam, he left them. Um, how do you feel about that? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I don't really know. Like, I can't, I can't really, like, give my opinion on that because... That's something that I feel like it was just something thrown on, thrown on his name of like to get us not to like him, you know. So I'm that part I don't really know yet. Yeah, I would have to like read more up on that. I would have to like really understand it a little bit more to really answer that question. Then people look at the leader of Nation of Islam, who is a minister Farrakhan. How do you feel about him? Because people sometimes blame him for the murder and assassination of Malcolm X because there were people in the nation of Islam. Supposedly those were the ones who killed Malcolm X. Right. So him too, I'm going to be honest. Yo, isn't, it's not until Instagram. I found out who he was. I was never really like up on that. Like, you know, like, so I don't really, I don't really know. I don't really know. I don't really get into that. You know, a person that could really answer that question is my brother. My brother's a Muslim. Okay. So he's, he's like real big and he's real educated when it comes to that. And I kind of like, I'm, I don't know. I, I guess I'm not like that educated when it comes to, when it comes to that, (laughs) (laughs) because it was just like, I felt like, we already was dealing with negativity. So it's like, I hate having to like talk about our people against our people because we already going through so much. So it's like, that's just going to be become another person that I'm going to dislike that, you know, was probably trying to figure out a way to change the environment or change the way we are looked at, but they just made the wrong decisions. Yeah. certain things so it's like I don't really know when it comes to that because I know with um I know when it comes to like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King like I I know like what they teach you in school right but we all know like they don't educate us the correct way they, no they, they don't I spoke about that earlier too on you my know? show and I grew up around like my friends is our shopping daughters Ashley and Dominique oh wow so, like, my first time ever, ever performing was an Al Sharpton stage. And I remember always having to perform. My, you want to know what's crazy? My first song that I ever performed, and I'm actually putting it out either tonight or tomorrow, because um, someone took a, took videos of what's going on in Instagram and took the song and put it over. So I took Nas' One Mic song, and I did a song called One Chance. And, I'm, I, was, and I did it nine years ago. And I'm talking about, like, you know, the streets and the problems. And my friend Boo Bills, um, which is also a close friend of French Montana and the whole Coke boys, um, he was murdered by the police. 
and he was murdered in front of me. So I took out my phone to record him. This happened in 2010. I took out my phone to record him, you know, the, the police shooting at them and the sergeant pulled out the gun and pointed it to my head and told me if I don't put my phone away, he was going to blow my head out. So it's crazy that like, I remember it took me a long time to get past that because, you know, I grew up in the hood and, you know, I'm used to seeing things with police and stuff like that, but just not to that extent. I heard stories, but I never like witnessed it. And I watched my friend like get killed by the police, a detective take him and use his body as a shield to stop the bullets. Yes. The detective. As a shield? Yes. Use them as a shield. And he, and he literally, they didn't know the detective was a detective because he was dressed in all black and he was a black man. It's not until the end of it, he showed, he was able to show his badge, but then he already got my friend killed while he was handcuffed. So it's crazy because, you know, I remember like growing up and seeing so much, always being at the NAACP because that's on 145th street in Harlem. So we were always being there just chilling, doing events, doing fashion shows. But like, we knew stuff was going on in there, but we was kids. We didn't really pay attention to that. You know, when you young, it's like, oh yeah, this is historic. But you're not really paying attention to like, yo, nah, it's real shit going on in here. They, they really stay, saving lives and really standing up for people. And I'm just used to like always seeing Al Sharpton because his daughters was my friends. You know, so it's not until now, like, I'm starting to really witness stuff. You know, I personally went through stuff that, like, I literally now want to actually sit down and, like, really ask stories, like, because he actually walked Martin Luther King. He actually was there back in the day, you know? He actually went through stuff. And I have a personal person that I can, like, go to and ask these questions compared to, like, reading a book and reading the story that someone else wrote. And he was actually right there. So... I never like really like got into it so much with the book reading because I was just like, they're probably lying. Like, they're yeah. probably exaggerating <laughs> certain stuff. I wasn't there, it's too old. Like, you know, we're gonna keep his name alive, but I was kind of, you know, being a child, not really getting deep into it. But now it's like, I feel like everything that I've read in my history books when I was in elementary school, we're living it right now. It's like, you know, we thought we got past it. We thought our grandparents, like, oh, my God, you went through it and you got past all this. And it's like, now I understood when they were saying to us, like, we're taking advantage of our lifestyle. Y'all ain't know how it was back in the day. Y'all know what we fought for. And it's like, shit, now we're witnessing it. Now, like, we're going through it. It just, we're wild. We're fighting back. And that's why we're probably going to get killed faster than them. Yeah. So... I mean, it's unfortunate. I'm sorry to hear about the story where the cop, you know, put the gun here. That's just, I wouldn't even know what that feels like. And it's just typical. And this was the New York or New Jersey? Yeah, this happened in New York. Um, so typical NYPD. Yeah, this is the, uh, it's this basketball tournament called Tri-State that happens on 145th Street and Lenox Avenue. And it's one of like the top five tournaments in New York. So it was a let out. And they said the tournament haven't been insane since that happened. And that was in 2010. So basically everyone was up there. And um, my, I, this, I, don't know, I don't know if you're familiar with um, Hollywood Chuck. 
No, I've heard friends with DJ Cool. He's like a party promoter of New York City, but um, he was he was throwing a birthday party for me, mm-hmm. and my birthday my birthday was um, August first, and he was throwing a party for me August eighth. So we went to go uptown. Me, Young B, um, the one the girl that sings Chicken Noodle Soup, and three of our other friends. So we went uptown to get one of our friends, and. We came out the car and we see my friend Boo Bill. So we was like, I'm calling him from across the street because they was doing the let out the basketball games. I'm like, yo, Boo Boo, come across the street real quick. So he sees Bianca, Young B, and every time he plays around, he calls her chicken head. He, he was like, yo, what's up, chicken head? But like once he said that, somebody ran behind him and just snuffed him. So it was a guy he had beef with. So they start fighting. Now, obviously, everyone's going to surround around. It's oh, a let out of a basketball game, so obviously cops is there. So the cops don't know what's going on. A gunshot comes out of nowhere. We don't know where it comes from, but I don't know if it came from the cops or if it came from someone in the crowd. Mm-hmm. But next thing you know, and then around that time um, in Harlem, because, I mean, it's slowed down now, but every time it would be events like that, it was always ending with a, a shootout. So we was used to that. We knew like we had about an hour and a half to chill before a shootout happened and then the night was over. Yeah. So a gunshot happens, now the cops is pulling out and we just see this black man, I'll never forget this black man with a hoodie, which was the DT. He just runs, he like coming, he has a gun on him and he's running and he runs behind Blue Bills and he just grabs him. And he's like putting the handcuffs on him, but then like the uniform cops is coming at him like, yo, put freeze, freeze, put your hands or whatever. Well, he's, they're not saying freeze, but they're like yelling at them like, yo, put your hands up. Like, what are you doing? Like, stop, whatever, right? And now, now they start shooting. Mind you, three innocent people that was running got shot in between with Boo getting shot. The other guy that hit Boo got shot 21 times. He lived. Boo got shot five times and died. They left his body on that floor for four hours. And still was trying to say that he was alive. And so we got to Harlem Hospital and they pronounced him dead. But we knew he was dead on the floor already. So Nino, you know who Nino Man is? Oh, yeah. That was, so it was me, Nino Man, and this girl, this girl named Tiff, which was, she goes by T-Sexy now. She's a rapper. Mm-hmm. Nino Man and T-Sexy was Boo Bill's, like, best friends. So we was all standing there and, like, we're watching because they had to tape. They had us blocked off. They had his body on 143rd. But if you know how, like Lenny says, they have it taped off to 145th. They have all the people behind 145th. So we're watching him lay on the floor. They're not moving him. They're not putting him in the ambulance. Harlem Hospital is 10 blocks away. Mm-hmm. Literally, like not even no avenues. That's just 10 blocks, 135th and Lenny. They didn't try to get him. They left that body there for four hours. To this day, he's still, his mom still ain't getting no justice. Did that get any media attention at all? It did. It made the news. French Montana talked about it, you know, because he was coke boys. Yeah. Chink drugs, all of them. He was coke boys. I went to high school with him. That's how I knew him. Um, so that dream was crazy because I remember going to work. I used to work for the MTA, and I went to work, like, two hours afterwards. We was outside all the way to, like, probably 6, 7 in the morning. I had to be to work at nine. I went straight to work, like with the same clothes on everything, went to work. And um, I remember two hours into work, like I was, cause I used to work for Accessorize. So I'm answering the phone and I just start 
crying while on the phone with the customer asking where's her ride at and i'm breaking out like the cops because it just hit me because mind you you know i'm drinking nutcrackers i'm like sauce while all this happened so when everything weared off by the time the morning hit and it really hit me like yo my friend just got killed right in front of me like by the cops like and then like everything that happened like it just started hitting me like because you know why it was happening it 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 was just i was just living through it i wasn't like it wasn't really sinking in like yo a police just put a gun to you like and it was the sheriff like and your friend was just laying on the floor for four hours like like all like it was just so much stuff that happened and like i just they just sent me home and i just remember like just breaking down so bad because i'm like i just couldn't believe it all i kept thinking is like yo we really can't even trust the people that that's supposed to protect us but then if we think about it if we don't have any police how would this world really be so we're like fuck yeah, that's what I was thinking too when I was watching the protest yesterday. I said, "Are we yeah, gonna have no up? police?" Yeah, it's gonna be bad. We yeah. need police. Yeah, but at the same time, they're they're an enemy technically. No, but they're hiring. It's not them. They're hiring the wrong people. Yeah, not doing these psych tests correctly. You're putting guns in people's hands that's nervous. That are punks. Yeah, and I think the KKK has infiltrated the police systems too. Maybe. I really do. I think that's another form because they never get in trouble for what they do. They're never held accountable. So why not? Let, let's it's take like, off the hoods and join the police. Did you see, did you see about two weeks ago? Um, not even two, three weeks, a few weeks ago. I don't know how many weeks, but a few weeks ago, I'm um, in the LES. Some kid got beat up by a Spanish cop. That happened on my mother block, right? Mm-hmm. Avenue D. Out of nowhere, he was just walking past the cop. Just I don't know why he just grabbed him, but I don't know what he thought. He just starts beating on the kid, like put the cuffs on him and start beating on him. Andrew, this is a big guy. He's known in the hood, like he's he he fights, but he just didn't want to fight back. The he just ain't feel like dealing with that, you know. Like I'm about to get my ass whipped by the police if I try to fight back. Blah, blah. They could have killed him. You know that they fired that police officer the next morning. Not like that, but if it was a white cop, that would have never happened. You probably yeah, would have the best. Yeah. They try to set an example, but it's not really set because he's a Spanish cop. So he's not your kind. Yeah. So it, it's just like, I'm so scared. You know, I got three, three brothers from my mother's side, and um, they're all black. One of my brothers is incarcerated. My brother only gets 20 minutes to use the phone and take a shower. So within 20 minutes, mm-hmm. if he used 10 minutes to take a shower, he only has 10 minutes to be on the phone. If he used 15 minutes to be on the phone, he only has five minutes to take a shower. That's what they're doing from COVID-19. And then he's in the cell for 23 hours. So we're not even getting into that day. And his, and his, um, his um, prison, he's not even having problems with the white cops. Those are the cool ones. He's having problems with the black cops. The black cops is calling him a monkey, disgrace to black people because they're Africans. And what people don't know is the Africans don't like black people from America because we're privileged. 
So they're going through racism with each other. And we're worrying about what's going on in here. I mean, out here, but it's craziness going on in the prison right now. That's crazy. Yeah. Imagine that. And how many people wait on the line for the phone? So imagine there's four people in front of you. You got 20 minutes. Because everyone gets 20 minutes. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, it's just hard to like really like process what's really going on in this world. Like, um, I feel like music is therapy. I feel like that's something that you can use to express yourself. I feel like that's something that you can use to have a voice. I feel like more than having, you know, being outside with these people and protesting, you know, and you're an artist, make a song about it, put it out, talk to the people, use it as if you're Martin Luther King saying a speech, but just over a beat. I bet you people are really here and listen. Whatever you need to say, if you want it a certain way that we should do things, put it in a song. Put it over a fire-ass beat. Imagine NBA young boy making a song about what's going on right now. Imagine Drake. Imagine Jay-Z. Beyonce. We don't care about y'all getting on a freaking live or and saying, you know what, this is where enough isn't. We don't care about that. We like how y'all sing and we like how y'all rap. Do that. Talk to us and talk to the people like that because you're going to get more people to listen to y'all than actually just talking. Everyone's talking right now. Everyone's walking. Everyone's doing that. It's not working. It haven't worked for years. It haven't worked. And the thing is, with me, how I look at things, yeah, Black people go through a lot of stuff. We continue to. But slavery didn't really it wasn't really a big thing with black people until the 1800s before that was slavery and it was tainos it was white people it was a lot of people before blacks like that was going through next level stuff their hands was getting cut off they was getting raped they was getting killed their heads was getting chopped off their babies was getting killed yes that was happening in slaveries but most of it was getting whipped and, you know, craziness. I'm not going to take away. It was craziness, of course, right. the slavery, but they make it seem like it just only happened to Black people. Yeah. There's Indians that's darker than us, and they're going through it. There's a lot of different race that's going through it that's outside of being African-American. And, yes, it's, it, we're focused on African-Americans, but let's not make it seem like it's just only them that just ever went through, like that just went through everything. And that's why I just say, cause I'm like, we watch all these stories and we, I know I'm sure everybody watch it. Games of Thrones. I seen more. I, I literally, the black people that I did see, and obviously we know it's a show, <laughs> but even so most of the time, like in Rome was mainly Europeans. They had other Europeans. If, if you was poor, you was a slave. They didn't care about your color. Yeah. They did not care about your color. That didn't hit until the 1800s, late 1800s. 
And that's only because of a mind game that they knew, you know what, we can take over their mind. We can make them believe this. And that's why I carried on all these years because to this day, you tell African-Americans something, if they don't have the confidence, they're going to believe it. They're going to believe they're not shit. They're going to believe they ain't going to be shit. They're going to believe that nobody that comes from their family ain't going to be shit. Everybody else can sit there and be like, you know what? I'm going to prove it wrong. How many stories we heard with people being immigrants coming to this country with one pair of pants? I done heard that story by so many different people. And literally, it wasn't a lie. That they came with one pair of pants, one pair of shoes, and worked their way to the top, and they're very, very wealthy. Yeah. I've heard that story, too. How many times? Yeah. So we cannot continue. It's more of a mental mind game. We have to be strong mentally. We have to. You're running around looting. And it's not, and I'm not even talking about African Americans at this point now with looting, with everybody that's doing it for this riot, which is taking away what is the cause. But you're running around looting, and then y'all don't even know how to steal. What the hell are you taking electronics when they have tracking devices on it? If you're going to loot and steal, steal gold and diamonds, because that would never, like, especially the gold, that would never go, who, why would you steal clothes and try to sell clothes? People is broke right now. Nobody's buying Dolce & Gabbana from you. Yeah. Nobody's buying Jordans from you. They're going to try to rob you for them. At least with gold and stuff, you can still go to the people with money. It's going to be have value to it. If you're going to break down a store and burn down something, you might as well go to the jewelry store. If you're gonna do it, make sure you do it right. Do it right. Y'all right sitting here running, <laughs> trying to take toilet paper. Y'all stealing iPhones. Obviously, everyone knows if you go to a T-Mobile store, all those phones right there, they have trackers. They're sending text messages to people saying, "We're being nice. We're giving you 24 hours to bring the phone back. If not, we're just, we're coming to get you." And then what you gonna say? Yeah. They being racist. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm I don't know like that's why I was like I don't even know like what to say about this because it's like sometimes y'all just be proving certain, certain people right but at the same time like I understand too like I'm I, I wake up like right now I'm cool I'm chilling but tomorrow I might wake up and be like fuck that shit like I'm I want to wild out too yeah. But we got to think, we got to be strategize. Like, we're going to wild out. This is how I'm going to do it. Let me think this through. Let me make sure this is going to work. I'm not going to just go and do it and then I end up fucking dead. And now the purpose was for no reason. I got killed. It's like playing Mario and you like, yeah, I'm about to win this board game. I'm about to win this game. And then once you start, you run right into the big ass dragon. You ain't think that the fucking dragon right here. You're supposed to think how to get past the dragon. (laughs) (laughs) But another big issue about all this now, especially we're going through COVID-19, the coronavirus, what happens next? Are the cases just going to go up again? Is this this all an act, a secret act in society to get all these people back out to protest so it kills off the people who are against the government because they're protesting? I've thought about that. Mm. I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like this is all, sometimes I could be, you know, having a conspiracy and all that. My thinking <laughs> be like, it'd be crazy because 
I'm still not over that they announced when COVID-19 came out, that they announced that they found aliens. They finally admitted. Yeah. That shit went over people's heads. Nobody talk about that. Yeah, no, there was a UFO picture. But what I'm trying to say is why nobody talk about that. So they confirmed aliens after all these years. We've been knew it was aliens. Yeah. But they finally confirmed it. And because of COVID-19, nobody paid no mind to it. Then we're about to open up. And the week we about to open up, some man get killed. Mind you, they've been getting killed. Yeah. People been getting killed with the knee on the neck, pulled over, shot. The guy just got shot in the car when he went live saying, yo, police is chasing me. Another guy got shot in front of his wife and his kid. It's been happening for the past few months. Yeah, and if you look back, Alton Sterling, Eric Garner, it's, it's been happening for years now. This happened, you got people in Iraq protesting? Not even just the state, yeah. not even the country. In Amsterdam. Outside the country, Paris, Italy. I'm confused. I'm I'm really, really, I'm sitting here like, what the fuck is really going on with the world right now that they just, they just like switch. They just have everybody in a world spin right now. Yeah. We like, people was protesting, but y'all was just scared to come and touch people because of COVID-19. It haven't been announced that COVID-19 disappeared. No, it hasn't. So, like I said, I've been I've been saying this shit since COVID nineteen came out. I was in a I was in a Family Dollar the week COVID nineteen went viral, and this lady was like, she was an older woman. She was like, you know what COVID nineteen remind me of? She was like, back in the eighties when AIDS came out. She was like, this is exactly how it came out. It came out of nowhere. And they didn't know where it came from, how you could get it. Then all of a sudden they said, having sex, you can catch it. And people was just dying. Who brings it up again? Yesterday, Mayor de Blasio. How the hell, where the fuck COVID-19 come from? Now all of a sudden, obviously there's no cure for it, supposedly. There's no cure for it. It's going to be basically what AIDS and HIV is. This time is worse because you could be sitting at some motherfucker and they have it and you could just be talking to them. Now all of a sudden you got it. Yeah. Compared to at least an AIDS and sex, you gotta have sex for it, share a needle, blood gotta touch. You know, just certain stuff. It's, it's, it's easy to get it, but it's kind of hard still to get it. Yeah. It's a whole scheme from the pharmaceutical company. The biggest pharmaceutical company is Pfizer. They have a cure for everything in the world. They done killed this man, Sebi. They done killed everybody that has some type of cure. Because if you give a cure, the numbers is going to go down because everyone's going to get cured. No one's going to be sick. And you're going to have no constant money coming in. That's just like if a drug dealer is on a certain block or avenue and they're selling drugs and everyone just decides to go to rehab, that's going to be bad because now he has no one to sell drugs to. Yeah. Now he's going to have no money. So in order for you, you ever notice when you have a cold, one of the first medicines most people get is Robitussin, right? You ever notice that you got to finish a whole bottle of Robitussin and start on one spoon of the next bottle before you start feeling better? 
Yeah. You ever notice that Robitussin is almost eighteen dollars? Yeah. <laughs> it's pricey. So eighteen times two times a family of four. Everybody need their own bottle. Two of them. They needed something new yeah. because everyone's getting up on herbs. They noticing herbs, certain herbs is curing a lot of shit. So they say, you know what? We got to come out with some new disease that's going to get us back on track because if not, everything is going, everything is basically going to be a rat. We're not going to be able to sell anything. Nobody's going to need medicine no more because everyone's going to go natural. Let's put it in a foods. You buy a chicken, if you buy drumsticks from the supermarket, why is the drumsticks this big? I'm not even exaggerating, like this big. Because they put in something in the chicken because they need it to be in some, they need to put it in stuff that's going to get us sick. People is gonna always have sex. People is always gonna eat. People is always gonna do drugs. So it's going to be a group of people that's going to do drugs. So if they sit there and put certain things in all this, we got these group of people that's going to always spread it to these group of people and we're going to always be in business. It's going to be a rotation. But if you have people like Dr. Sebi, Left Eye, Nipsey Hussle, Nick Cannon, Signature, all these different people that could come and be like, yo, you got to eat like this. Start drinking these teas. Start doing these detoxes. Try to stay away from this. Try to do this. You curing the people. What you mean plant your own food? What do you mean do this, do that? It's cheaper to grow your own food. Yeah. You're going to grow your own food and now you can grow as much as now you don't have to go grocery shopping. You grew your own food. You know where it's coming from. You cook it. Now you're not getting sick. You don't got certain things in your body. Nail polish, lipstick, all these different pe- things that we always use to look good and stuff like that, they're giving us cancer. They're giving us, you know, different type of sicknesses that we don't know where it came from. And now it's getting to the point that, like, young people, and not to say it like that, but, like, minorities don't really get sick with stuff like that. We don't really get cancer and stuff like that. Like, we had, we, our problem is diabetes. We eat too much sugar. It's never like skin cancer. It's never like, you know, um, heart attacks. Like, you know, like we don't really go, but it's been happening a few years. Like this, for like two decades, it's been happening. Yeah. That never existed. That ne- I, when I was 17 years old, a boy was in a bat. I'll never forget this. And he from Highbridge. And you know who, who, could, who could confirm this story? A Boogie. A Boogie and Don Q, because this was their friend. Because when I was growing up, A Boogie and Don Q was like the young kids. Because <laughs> I'm older than I'm older than them. So like I used to date their men's. Like, mm-hmm. so man, that sounds crazy, but I was my high school sweetheart used to chill, chill with them. But they was mm-hmm. the young ones. That's why it's crazy that they mad big and shit now. But um he was playing ball in Nelson Park. It ain't happened in Nelson Park, but he used to, he was known for playing in Nelson Park, which is in Highbridge. He playing ball, he running across the court, he just dropped to the floor, caught a heart attack. He was 17 years old. His name is Pop. 
that never had, he was super healthy. He had no problems. Even in the autopsy, they still don't understand how he died. You know what they came up with? Was he it? was too healthy. How the fuck you too healthy? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. They couldn't figure it out. And it had to be the food. It had to be, you get what I'm saying? It had to be yeah. certain things. So it's like, there, nothing is safe right now. Like to the point, like I really be just, I don't even really watch what I eat and stuff no more. Cause I'm just like, yo, nothing is safe unless I grow my own shit. And now I'm getting to the point of like wanting to grow my stuff. Like, you know, like getting into it so that I can like really like learn how to like really be healthy because ain't like you go to the supermarket. I, I mean, I'll be going to Whole Foods. Whole Foods and Trader Joe's is expensive. It's outrageous. Right. I go there and buy the fruits. My fruit is bad in three days. How? That's like, and that goes over people's head. And now you're wasting food and throwing it out because, you know, when you was growing up and younger, that's what you used to doing. But as you get older now, you're noticing, like, you don't really got it to be throwing out food. Not money-wise, but because it's really don't be enough in the supermarket. You barely can find something fresh in the supermarket. You have to dig through and move stuff out the way to find something fresh. That no one's paying attention to that. And they're selling it. You know what went over people's heads that I like ever since I seen this movie, I swear I shop so different in the supermarket now and the stores. Remember in the movie Annie? Remember when she had a job and went into the store and he had her erasing the the um the date and putting oh, a new date? Yeah. On the milks and stuff? Yeah. I think that was a sign of telling us because I always think movies is a sign of what's going on. And look, I feel like it's the truth because look at I Am Legend and look what the hell happened. Oh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think this is all I Am Legend. So it's like we sat there and, and didn't pay attention to that. But I think that's something that's going on because how many times are we buying stuff and we like, wait, but it's, the date says this. Why the hell it tastes like this or look like this? They gotta. They can't waste their money. They gotta get their shit out. They not gonna throw it out. They gotta get their money's worth. Yeah. People don't care if they killing you. They don't care what they're doing. Long as they get their money from you, because that's all that matters to people right now. And that's why I'm like, you know, it's so much stuff besides this that's going on that to like focus on. Like, even if this wasn't going on with us being killed, you know, like or you know, us going through a riot or a virus or whatever the case may be. Even so, they secretly still doing stuff. They putting stuff in our food. And this is for everybody. This ain't even for blacks, whites, blacks. This is everybody. They putting stuff in our food. They're having us get on stuff. As though you ever watch, you ever... I remember being younger, and I swear I caught on to this as a kid. I remember watching commercials, and they'd be like, oh, take this, take these box of pills, and, and um, be careful. Call us if you catch a heart attack, you die. You di How the hell am I supposed to call you if I die? Yeah, you can't. They literally say that on the, in the back, and then they say it mad fast. But this was happening in the 90s, the early 90s. They were saying this stuff. It just got bad now. So it's like, we just got to like, 
pray. We gotta like find like who we following. You know, me, I I I follow God. You know, like I believe in God. Um, I'm somebody. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't read the Bible. I believe that's something that that was changed too many times. Yeah, I, I think that was written by man, and you know, they it had- was written by man. Obviously, they said it was written by John. Yeah. So my thing is that it's too many different versions. I asked, I asked someone that's a Christian today. I was like, um, you know, you're very big in Christian, um, being a Christian. Your, your mother was the, the first lady, you know, grandmother's the overseer. That's, you know, the names in the church. Yeah. The father's the bishop. Now, if you go to Christians, how do you explain to people that's coming into religion? who Christians were before this. They used to, he was known for killing people. He was known for killing babies. Yeah. He was known for raping. He was known for all bad things. Yeah. And they, and they still are, the priests. So, you know what was the answer? What was the answer? That didn't happen, and Christians came from Africa. I ended the conversation. Because <laughs> I was just like, there's Christians that don't even know their background. Yeah. There's Christians that don't know their background. So it's like, it's like, yo, at the end of the day, like with me, I just follow God. I'm blessed to know his voice. And I know, like, I look at the Bible as great stories. Like stories that happen, they were faith. But I literally was blessed. And I take it as a blessing, even though it's like, you know, some people may take it as a bad thing. But I take it as a blessing that I, I actually went through things in life. Like, I literally missed deaths like four times in my life one of those times was with boo boo because suppose if that man would have killed me so i have i've been in car accidents i've been in i remember one time i never forget i was in the bronx some guy wanted to get my number and he was a grown man and i had to be like 14 years old because i didn't give him my number he pulled out a gun on me and i ran and I tripped. I fell on the floor. And because he laughed, I think that's why he didn't shoot. And I thank God that he laughed. But he had a gun on me. And this was a grown man. So I take it as I went through certain experience in my life that, like, showed me. And not only that, I remember having a voice that I, I had to go to a court case. And, and I just kept having this voice that if I didn't go the person was going to lose the case. And it was a serious case. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had all evidence on the person. Like, it was serious. They, they was facing 25 to life. It was only 17 years old. And something was telling me, if I, don't, if I miss one date, they're going to go to jail. While I was going there, people were taking pictures of me. They were threatening me to throw me off the roof. They were threatening. They was coming to Harlem. I don't know if you're familiar with Naka. No. He's a rapper from Harlem. Um, he used to run around with ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky used to be in his team. He's a millionaire. He was a he was the first millionaire of like Harlem. He got from housing, like a scaffold fell on top of him. ASAP Rocky used to run with him. ASAP Rocky actually just recently did an interview and spoke about him because he looks like the baby. So ASAP Rocky was saying, like, yo, my boy I grew up with looked like the baby, whatever. But he's dope. You should look him up. He 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 rap. He's like, he's fire. You'll fuck with him. Yeah, he's the first in Harlem.
to have a song with Nicki Minaj and Max B before they blew in in the peak of them blowing. He had a record with them called Million Dollar Baby. If you Google it on YouTube, it comes up and it don't have his name and that's his song. It's not their song. It's not Max B and them songs. So he like they was he was with me. Naka was with me, and these guys came in three black cars to Harlem, and they had like a big ass rifle out the gun, the, the car, yelling my name, doing all types of stuff for me not to go to court. And I still wound up going to court, and the person beat the case. And it was because I knew like I was listening to his voice, so I, I'm like I feel like people need to like. I feel like everybody should believe in God, but if you don't, whatever, that's up to you. But really get close to God right now because we on, we in our last days. It's craziness going on. Like yeah. we have a virus that's going on right now. We have a riot that's going on. We have people dying. I remember I remember hearing about the story Emmett Till when I was in school, reading about him. And I remember the first thing I thought was, dang, they really showed that much in the newspaper? Because remember at one point, they wasn't showing, like if someone got killed, they would show like a nice picture of them. They wouldn't show like the actual thing. They wouldn't show the video. We back to them times. It's on the news how George Floyd was killed. My daughter went and was like, what is the police? I didn't even know she was behind me. She said, what is the police doing to that man? They're not supposed to kill him. They're supposed to protect him. She's seven. She don't understand. And it, you know, I had to tell her, like, baby, we live in a time that sometimes because of your complexion, they'll kill you. That must have put a different type of fear to her heart because I don't know how to explain it because I don't understand what's going on. All I could do is say how I understand it. And that's probably not even 100% it, but that's just how I see it. That's how I feel. That's how I'm forced to feel. And this is why there needs to be reformed, because like you said, your daughter was affected by just watching it on the television. Why doesn't the government officials and, and the people in Congress make change? Because the children are the future. So if you're setting this example, how are they going to react in society? You know, you know, like, that's what I believe in. I believe in the, the, the children is our future. I believe a lot of people is out protesting because of that. I think that's a lot of people's reason to why they're protesting. I don't think a lot of people is protesting because of that. I think they're protesting because of they feel when we leave this world, because we're, we're obviously how it's supposed to be, we leave before the kids. We need to set it up that when we're gone, we feel at peace that our kids is okay. And it's crazy because it's like, we can't even do that. Like, you know, this little kid from the LES, just two days ago, he got beat up by the cops. He fractured his ribs and he was with his mother. And they were throwing firecrackers on 42nd Street and he happened to catch one and then he threw it in the ground. They caught him throwing it in the ground and thought he was a part of that. And they beat his ass right in front of his mother and his brother tried to jump in, beat his brother ass, who his brother was only a freshman in college. And obviously he's going to jump in because he's like, you know, trying to save his 14-year-old brother. 
So it's like, imagine that, that the 14 year old was just walking, like, you know, they not understanding. They just trying to figure it out. And they like, you know what? I'm going to walk. Like, this is what's going on. I think this is right. They, he didn't expect to, for that to happen. Imagine what that, that, how that boy is going to grow up now. Then they gave him crazy charges. They put that he started the riot, that he, that, that he was resisting arrest. Crazy ass charges. Luckily, fucking New York Times was right there because they was about to interview him and they caught it all on camera, what the cops did. Now that was God, yeah. but still, he still had to deal with, this boy is gonna have to go to counseling. I feel like the whole, this whole generation needs counseling because it's just like, I don't feel like the generational curse is with African-Americans. I feel like the generational curse, and it's, it's hard for me to even talk talk sometimes like this, not because of being scared, not because it's not right, but because I really, really have a lot of white friends that's like cool as fuck. That's not like that. I'm sure you're not like that. Yeah, no. I'm getting to know you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and it sucks that I gotta like say a race. Like, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's yeah, I know. that's but, not but what I'm meaning. I, I think no, but I do think like I blame white males for a lot of the problems of society I, I have for years, just because. I grew up in a black community, so I remember going to school and being judged because I stuck up for black people and living in the black mm -hmm. community. Like, that's just what it was. And they don't understand that people come from different walks of life. Right. And they're ignorant. They're not educated. And the teachers right. in these schools, they're, they're, they come from white families who are educated as well. So these teachers don't have, like, the tools to teach these kids also because they don't come from that walk of life. I think we need more diverse teachers in society that come from different walks of life. I just wish that we, we would come to a, a space that race don't matter. And it'll just be souls. Like that's one thing I would say I liked about back in the day before the African-American slavery. Like, I love that it was just more so of like, we're going to judge you for, I mean, they was judging for money and all that other stuff, but I like that it wasn't just because like, oh, you're black. This is like, it wasn't that. It was just more so like, it was towards everybody. You need to be at a certain level and or you was just going to get judged. But I, I just wish that we could come to a place that, you know, you just, the only time that you do get judged is for your soul. And then after you get judged, you getting judged to the point to have a chance to fix it. Not judged for like, yo, it's over. Because people do make mistakes. Some people can't help how they are raised. And that's another thing. Some people is, do you understand when you're born? That's why that is very powerful and that goes over people's head too. When you're born and you're a kid and you're in daycares and stuff, People don't know about, oh my God, you're black, or oh my God, you're white, like, don't touch me, don't do this, or you're this. They don't know, they're playing in the sand together. They don't know about that. They're yeah. taught that. You're taught that. When you see certain things, you're taught that. Like, that's why even with me, like with my daughter, let me tell you, my daughter put me in my place the other day, and she's seven. And that's how I know I'm teaching her right, because she even put me in my place. It was crazy. Like, I'm talking about, I felt crazy. 
but I had to take it because I had to teach her that like, you know what? All right, you got this. You right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I felt crazy. But so when I, um, I took the train a few months ago. Right. And I was with my daughter and, um, cause my, my car, my car was messed up and my daughter, she, you know, from when she was like a baby, baby, I've always been in the car. So I will bitch. The only time she'll really take the train is if she was like with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like, kind of like spoil you like, Oh, like she didn't like want to always take the train and stuff. Right. But this time we was taking the train and I remember seeing this white guy, he's on a train. He just, he got on, he got on my car. Cause I seen him, you know, like when they be switching cars, he stopped and stuff. Yeah. So he got into our car. And I lied to you not. This guy, he looked like he was an addict. He just looked like he was strung out. And um, every I remember, like, he stopped and he was talking to people. And you know how in the New York subway, like, we're so used to it. Niggas won't pay uh, you no money. Yeah. They won't pay you. Like, you won't be talking. And it's like, all right, just stop. Like, we're not paying you no attention. And if we feel like it, we're going to just give you some. Because we know why you're here. We, we don't even need to be listening to you. We know what, that you want money. So. I remember the guy, I, for some reason, I, I was listening to him and he was just like, basically what he was saying, I just felt like, I felt like it was truth. I didn't feel like it was like a gaff for him to like try to get drugs. Like it just, it just felt like, yo, like, nah, I'm really fucked up right now. Like, I just need some type of help. Like, I just need help. So um, he starts talking about like, yo, I was this, you know, this big fashion guy. I used to work, be an editor for these magazines and stuff like that, like nylon and stuff. So you know people in a train looking at him crazy because he looks strung out. Yeah. Like I'm telling you, he looks strung out. So I remember him walking and he just he's just looking down in the shame. Like you know, like he just looks real down. So I'm like, come here. And I took out ten dollars and I gave it to him. So my daughter, she's looking at me. So I start talking. He's like, you know what? Thank you. Like, thank you so Like, I, I really, really thank you. And your daughter's beautiful. And I say, you're welcome. And when he said, he said, thank you again, he spit. Like, spit came out of his mouth and landed on my, my hand. Like, that you could see it. Like, you know, like, you know, like, a little, you could see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. When I tell you then, the train was packed. The entire train looked at me, like as if they was looking at a reaction. Like they went from not paying attention to just looking at what I was about to do. I'm talking to the guy and I just went, I wiped it off and I kept talking to him. And he was like, I'm sorry. I said, I said, it was nothing. I said, let me tell you something. Your spit might be blessed. I said it just like that. I said, your spit might be blessed. He was like, yo, I know it sounds crazy, but can I give you my Instagram? Swear to God, this is a guy that looks strung out, asking for money. Yo, I went on his Instagram. I got to find it. I lied to you now. He was not lying what he was talking about. He really just got fucked up in life. Like his mother died. He was in another state. He came out here and then had no money to get back to the state. So he was just living in the street. Like a real shit. Like, and I went to his page and it was really him. I can't, I got to find it because I'm following him. I got to like look through my thing. I'm going to send it to you. It, but I couldn't believe the story. So I turned down and I told my daughter, I said, you know what? Don't treat people 
a certain way because they look a certain way because you never know. I said, I don't know that much about the Bible, but I know there's always stories about that Lepis, Lepis, I think, that yeah, they said that, you know, he looked a certain way and people treated him wrong and God wanted to save him and he wanted to be in bed. Same thing with Job. That Job, you know, he lost everything or whatever and he wound up getting two times better. Not 10 times, two times better, but he wound up getting it. He wound up getting a better life. He lost all his kids, got more kids, got more, got more lambs, more land, all that stuff. So now, last week, I was being mean, right? I was uh-huh. like yelling at her dad and I was being mean. <laughs> mean. And she stopped me. She said, Mommy, you told me that we cannot be mean and we have to be nice people and you have to treat people with respect. And I'm like, I'm talking to my seven-year-old like this. I said, but he got me mad. And this, you know, it's like I turned it to that kid. I turned it to her age and she became me. And she was like, but you can't be like that because you know what? That's not what good people do. And, you, and, and you're going to wind up being a bad person and no one's going to like you and no one's going to want to help you and you're going to live a bad life. And I was just like, I, yo, I couldn't even say nothing. I was just like, <laughs> yo. <laughs> but it showed that she was listening. And I was just like, you know, it gets to the point that everybody goes through the same stuff, right? Yeah. Just like as black crackheads, there's white crackheads. Just like as black homeless people, there's white homeless people. There's also Chinese homeless, Indian. You know what I'm saying? Is that everyone is the same. Everyone bleeds the same. Everyone dies. Everyone lives. You have to figure out to live life a certain way so that you could just feel good in your soul. Even if everything is just feeling bad, looking bad, seeming bad. If your soul is good, there's always going to be good coming. You just got to wait on it. Yeah. And I just feel like with everything that's going on in the world right now, like if we can just figure out how to love more, teach love, we have to teach love because a lot of, like a lot of people is not brought up in love. No. A lot of people don't even know what that is. They think, they know the word, they know the meaning, they don't know the feeling. And that shit is baffling to some people. They think that that's just not true. It's true. Like, I be going, sometimes, like, I be thinking sometimes, like, I could be, like, you know, too too harsh or too, I discipline probably my kid too much sometimes. Like, you know, sometimes when you, and even if you have, like, a little brother or friend, whatever, you know, when you just, like, talk to them a certain way or just act a certain way, you'll feel like, yo, all right, I'm doing too much. I got to sit back. Maybe I shouldn't do that no more. Maybe apologize. But there's some people that like won't even get that feeling. Like they could talk to a little kid. Like I watch people talk to like two or three year olds crazy. Like crazy. Like, like as if they hate them. And these are, these people, they haven't been in the world in more than three years. They only been in the world three years. <laughs> What the hell did they do to you that you like that mad? Yeah. Because they wasn't taught certain things. Or they, they're like, they don't really know love. They don't know like, 
they they just don't know it like you know and they're not taught it because maybe their parents wasn't taught it and then maybe their parents wasn't taught it so it's just like a generational curse that just keep occurring and then they go into the world and they take it out on them and then it keeps spreading and then someone that's brought into love they might change and become hateful because they're being treated a certain way and they're not understanding why these people are treating them like that so it's just it just keeps happening. It's like a world curse. Like it just keeps happening. And then we were just like to figure out things, you know. I feel like certain things that people tried was like yoga, music, sex, drugs. None of this stuff is working. Yeah. And the only thing that, that can sit down and really, really work is everybody's going to everything else. And even to myself, I could be talking to myself too. But everyone's going to everything else except for getting on their knees and praying. Asking God for a pure heart. Asking God, teach me love. Take away hate from me. Teach me how, guide me, be with me, walk with me so that I can get through this. If I run into anybody that's hateful, help use me to change the way they look at people. To change the way they feel. No one's doing that. No. I don't even do it sometimes. sometimes I, I had to go through something for me to start praying. Maybe if he was to wake up and just start praying and trying it. I got this book. I'm sorry. Let me show you this. <laughs> no, I'm not serious. This is crazy. I got this book from the airport. I, I flew out in COVID-19 two weeks ago to LA. Mm -hmm. This book is called, What If God Wrote Your To-Do List? Hmm. It's a really, really good book. It's 52 chapters. Each chapter is two pages. Those short chapters. Short chapters. It tells you different things. It's. I mean, it even gets into Twitter. What, what, what was this written? Um, where the hell would I find it at? Probably the copyright in the back of the book, I'm pretty sure. Probably like the back cover at I'm, the bottom. I don't find it. You got to read this though, because I'm took my, I read one chapter somebody and I already got three people that bought this book. Um, oh no, these are notes. I don't know. It's not saying it. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I can't find it. But this is, this is a real good book and I feel like a lot of people should read it, especially because people don't like reading and it's short as hell. But it, it gives you like, it gives you real stuff that you'll go through, like everybody, like even, whatever walk of life you're walking in, you're gonna go through certain stuff that he's talking about here. Like little shit that he tells, one chapter is about making your bed, but he breaks down why it's important to make your bed. It's crazy, I'm telling you, he breaks down <laughs> that you would be like, nah, I'm never ever waking up without and leaving my crib without breaking my bed. Like I'm, he gives, and it's two pages, a chapter. <laughs> And in two pages, he done broke it down so crazy that you be like, nah, I got to make my bed. I can't. I can't. Like, once I wake up, I got to make my bed. Like, it's, so that's why I'm like, if people will sit there and just kind of figure out some type of way of, like, getting closer to God, you're going to learn love. Once we learn love, we're going to spread love. Once you spread love, we can stop all of this hate which is leading us to riots, which is leading us to looting, which is leading us to killing.
which is leading us to fighting, yeah. which is leading us to not being protected. But until then, this is what's going to keep happening because we are pissing off our father. And he's going to let us do what we do until he feel like coming and washing everybody away. No, Shark. Yo, like, I don't know how people, even if you don't believe in God, how are you not with everything that's going on right now? You don't have to pick up a Bible to know what's in that Bible. People talk about it too much. It's great stories. We're living in it right now. We have aliens that nobody is listening. Like, they confirmed <laughs> aliens. I don't know how that's going. Like, I'm still stuck on that. They confirmed aliens. Yeah. They've been lying. They've been lying. They finally confirmed it, and they confirmed it at the time that people was just like, oh, my God, it's a virus. Like, this is, I don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know what to say. Like, I'm just like, and then all this stuff is going on. All, like, and if we don't, if we don't figure something out quick, it's going to be so many other deaths. It's going to be so many, so much more. And it's been a lot. Been more than a lot. It's going to be so much more because everybody is just doing what they want to do. Yeah. I don't understand what running into the store and taking stuff have to do with trying to be heard from killing a black man. I don't get it. I mean... I know that you can show your anger and I know like, and we obviously know it's three types of protesters. It's the looters, the ones that in every rally way before we was even born, it's been an organized thing that they go so that they can act like they with us to, be, to start the riot so that we could get killed. We know that. Yep. Then it's the ones that want the clout. Then it's the one that's actually want to be heard and really protesting. But right now, I can't even tell. <laughs> like, Man, it's all over the place. And, and a big thing, too, about social media, social media, everyone's – I know people who I know who are big – you know, they're, they're secret Trump supporters. They never wanted to speak out about social issues before. But all of a sudden now, oh, they get that like on Twitter. They get that like on Instagram. They get that recognition. So they feel as though, oh, I might catch some cloud off of this. So, you know, let me, you know, uh, speak out of, about these things and use my platform to do these things. And it's just, I find it disgusting and it, it's not being truthful. You know, right. it's, you're not being the person who you really are. Right. It's, that's, that's the whole world that we're living in, especially with social media. Just anyone does anything for clout. And you know what? The only thing that I would say is, that we can't take away from Trump. He's a good-ass businessman. Since he came in office, I made a lot more money. Other than that, he's a fuckboy. But when it comes to business, that nigga knows what he's doing. He just don't, he can't run a country. That nigga needs to be, I don't even know. I Only thing I agree with Trump with is a lot, not allowing anybody to come into our country and making money because we can't go to other people's country doing what they do with us. We can't. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that I agree with him. Like, 
And then I don't know how true this is. I have to look it up myself, but I was told this, that they kept all out of the media when he was taking the babies, the, the immigrant babies, mm-hmm. it wasn't because he was just trying to like be this asshole and take them from their family. They were saying that it was because these families was sex trafficking their baby, their kids, which in that part of the world, like they, they do that a lot. So, but they didn't show that because, you know, the people in America that like the legislators and stuff, they all hate Trump. They hate that he's president, even though they working for him. So anything that they could do to get the people to hate him, because that's treason. The way, like, it's funny and shit, and he do deserve it. But overall, that shit is treason. You cannot disrespect the fucking president the way we be disrespecting him. How they were saying, and how they were saying last week that um, I think it was Minnesota, Minneapolis, somewhere. They were talking about he's fucking banned from the state. How the president is banned from the state? Y'all sound stupid. Talking about because he ain't wearing masks when he came in. <laughs> I mean, I think they banned him just because, just of his actions. You can't ban him. He is the president. You can't ban him to come and I'll, I'll tell you what, if I was in charge, because I, I, I'm, I'm from Connecticut. So if, if I was either in charge of Connecticut and New York, I'd ban him. But how? He's the president. He can come if he wants to. He's going to violate. Of course he's going to violate. He'll come with no mask. Like, <laughs> but you know what? And keep it in a hundred. And you, you, you grow enough from the hood too. Let's be honest. Yeah. The way Trump talks is how people in the hood talk. He's just the president. So the same thing we thought. Oh, COVID nineteen came from China. It's a Chinese disease. We all said it. He just said it out loud. Yeah, he said I mean... it in front of everybody. He was. Why did you say it's a Chinese? Because it came from China. Yes, that's what we feel. We we all agree with him with that. It's just we know we don't like Trump, but it's the truth. That's how we feel. We cannot lie in front. That's how we feel. It came from China. That's a disease that came from China. That's all we say is a Chinese disease. Same thing. I'm from East Harlem. We all all the Mexicans is in East Harlem. We we always talking about Mexicans working and all this extra stuff. Like you know, we talk like that. He says it, oh, he can't because he's the president. But we all be saying that. So we all racist. We all be saying that stuff. Yeah. I guess you have a point. <laughs> it's true, though. Like, I'm, I mean, I can say I said this so many times. Like, there's a lot of stuff. People in the hood always say, like, oh, I just recently seen on um, Instagram somebody put it was a, a gang member it was a, a crip he was just like oh i guess the the mexican was like yeah i rep blood or whatever they punched the guy he didn't fall on for you he was like you know mexicans they never fall you could punch the shit out of them they that's racist yeah but let trump say that it's a whole big thing but we be we talk like that they well, I, will, I will say this though i don't I... He calls people thugs. I, 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 I've never heard that someone call another person a thug. No, yeah, he's wrong for that. But, you know, I got family members that are call other people that he's a thug. We got mothers that are say that. <sighs> Why you don't hang with him? He's a thug. Come on. We know we, like, he talks how we talk. 
it just he's president he's white but like a black person say that to another black person is okay if we feel like nobody can say that we can't say it either that's just how i feel you don't want like and i i get it when it you know i get the whole oh it, that don't matter let's not talk about that with us killing each other that's not but it, that is the big thing we can't be contradicting ourselves that we're saying like oh all these white people is killing us but we kill each other if you sit there and you at a at a a party and somebody step on your boot you want to shoot them somebody sat there and said something small somebody slept with your girl you want to shoot her it's true so i don't i don't understand like why people you know why you have to like be all the way in with that you can't just be on some like i don't want you being able to say that and then you do it yeah we're an hour and 20 minutes in here we didn't even get to touch base on written in blood but i want to get into your ep which is supposed to be the main spotlight tonight but we got carried away in the many great discussions here so anything you want to say about written in blood because i have a few questions about it you know how long it took to put it together and this is your first ep right no this is my second this is your second one what was my your first, first my first one is red sig but i took it down it's going back up it's on youtube but i took it down all out of uh, i took it off all other streaming platforms but i'm putting it back up so it's um it was red sig and on that on that ep i had trade of truth um too short i had mike zombie um, Austin Powers, P. Wright, um, Rifa, which is Uncle Murder's um, producer. Um, yeah, that's about it. What was it like working with Too Short? It was dope. It a was legend. Dope. The way that I met him was so funny because I went to South by Southwest for the first time. And this was the only time I went to. So I went to South by Southwest and I remember getting off the plane and I ran into my homeboy success, which he's from Atlantic Records. He's one of like the top A&R from Atlantic Records. Mm -hmm. And I ran into him, you know, during baggage claim um, in the airport in Texas. So he was like, hey, what you doing out here? I'm like, South by Southwest. So he was like, what you doing? Pull up, pull up with me. So I wound up going with him to his boy's cabin and his boys happened to be the owners of Coast to Coast, um, Coast to Coast uh, yeah. Mixtapes. So it was, my, it was Fats and them that I met. And they was like, yo, we doing a show tonight. You should come perform. So I'm like, all right, cool. But I still have my bags, mind you, because I went from the airport. didn't even from my hotel yeah afterwards because where they show was at my hotel was close to it It was probably like 10 minutes away so i was like i'll just bring my stuff there afterwards so when i went there um i left i left my bags under the the dj booth and we wound up walking up the block and up the block was austin music hall mm -hmm. and then i remember trying to get in and we couldn't get in right away so i turned to my right and i seen two short talking to these three girls and i was looking i'm like that looked like too short. And I'm mad hungry. I'm like a hungry artist. So I walked up to him. I was like, too short? He was like, yeah. I was like, I <laughs> signature. I rap. I'm fire. I'm from New York. Like, <laughs> yeah. He was like, word. He was like, you bad. I'm like, thanks. He was like, you from Miami? I'm like, no, nah, I'm not from Miami. 
but I'm from New York and I rap. He was like, where are you at a 16 to blow the whistle? I might like, pause. Like, you mean I got a 16 to blow the whistle? <laughs> Even though I know it's a song, but I'm like, come on. But I was like, yeah, I got it. You want, you want to hear something right now? He like, nah, I want to hear something tomorrow. I'm going to have a car pick you up at 8 in the morning. So I'm like, cool, because I already knew that in South by Southwest that everything start, like, you had to be ready by 7.30 in the morning. And you was getting back in the house, like, 4 in the morning. So I went to um, so I, I went to the event with him, and it wound up being a Pimp C tribute. Okay. And that at the Pimp C tribute, I performed, and at, at the All Lat, they were just like, he was like, yo, Come with me to these other shows. I went to World Star. I performed there. I went to the Budweiser event. The Roots was behind me performing. I mean, was yeah, they was performing behind me while I was while I was performing with him. So I was just like, yo, like I can't believe this happened. And he was just cool as fuck. Like the whole four days I showed with him. He was like, yo, come to LA with me. I went to LA. Like I wound up going to LA like probably like two months later. And then I came with a song. I'm like, yo, I need you to jump on his record. He wound up going in the record. He he wound up getting a record, but he didn't jump on the record right away. He hits me like six months later, like, yo, check your email, Sig. And it wound up being a verse. So <laughs> I was mad hype. I was like, yo. And then the, the song is so fucking fire. Like, but it's mad nasty. It's next level not nasty. Like, but I was mad happy. I was like, yo. And that's I met Trader Truth the same, like literally the next day. Mm-hmm. And then Trader Truth told me come to Atlanta. And he jumped on two records with me. That's good. Mm-hmm. No, you got a lot of back end of hip hop legends. Capone's one of them as you were up at the station that night. Because you know my cousin's MC Shan. That's my blood cousin. That, that's your that's your cousin? Mm-hmm. Wow. So you know Capone and Shan is best friends. Well, they're close friends. Yeah, and they, and they both grew up in Queensbridge. So mm-hmm. I didn't know that. MC Shan, that's a legend. Yeah. The bridge and I find We're working the, on doing his documentary. Capone's, right? No, um, MC Shan's. Okay, yeah, because I know Capone's yeah. got a documentary too. Yeah, MC Shan. When is that coming out? I, we didn't start on it yet. I'm actually helping with it. We haven't started on it because people been people been um, approaching him about it and like he haven't like picked anyone to work with yet. So I'm like, just let me do it. <laughs> let me put it together and let me do it, you know? Are we going to hear a collaboration between you and MC Shan? Yeah. I need to. You know what? I really, really do need to. And you know what? That's my fault. I need to get out there to Atlanta to him and actually get it done because he's not going to come out here. I need to get out there to Atlanta to him because he's out in Atlanta. Yeah. And he has, like, a whole setup and stuff, so I need to get out there and do it. I really want to do the bridge over. I have, like, this regular you know hook that i feel like that's going like grab people mm. over it over like the bridge so it's going to be a mixture of his and the krs1 this oh the bridge is over so it'll be like these bitches over these bitches over <laughs> 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 now here's the story oh my god <laughs> i don't i mean I didn't even know that he was your cousin. That's yeah. that's insane. I mean, that's someone whose voice hasn't changed since the day he started. 
His voice is just timeless. He, he sounds the same as he did in the is 80s. It, he's like Michael Jackson. Yeah. He's like Michael Jackson. But you know, he had dropped last year, um, he had dropped the uh, album called Bars Is Back. Yeah, I heard about that. <clears throat> yeah, so he he had dropped that and he um he's still like recording. Like right now he's, what he's been doing is, you know, he's been raising, cause you know, he had two little ones. My cousins is one, Hosa Hosa about to be two. My other one's about to be one. And you know, he fit. He's been teaching them how to how to like put their bikes together. He's been teaching my my little cousin Lyric how to shoot bow and arrows and all that. Like he's been been preparing them for like what's going on now for years. Like, cause Lyric she's nine, so he's been like since she was little, and now he's teaching the other ones. Like, so he's always been. This conspiracies to me. That's what I call it. <laughs> but I guess he wasn't that wrong because it's going on right now. Yeah. It's, who knows what's going to be next from 2020? I mean, it, it could be anything. The zombie apocalypse, an asteroid could be hitting Earth. We don't know, but. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. There's a couple things. Already. Yeah. I, I, there's been a couple things as people have asked me, you know, what do you think is going to happen next? Because 2020. We added off, I think we almost went to war with Iran. I think that's what it was, right? That's how it started off. Then Kobe Bryant gets killed. Pop Smoke gets killed. There's all these things going on. You think, you, wait, you think Kobe Bryant was killed? Oh, no, not Kobe Bryant. He died in the helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Hey, wait, hold on. Yeah. I'm like, I could have sworn he was in an accident where he was killed. Yeah. Well, he was killed in a helicopter. So, mm-hmm. that's a, yeah. He, it's just, it's just been one hell of a year. It's just. Pop Smoke, freaking. I'm still stuck on Pop Smoke. I'm still stuck on Pop Smoke because it's just like, but you know what? I will say though, like, people got to be more careful. Like, I think, like, a, like, the internet is very, very dangerous and people don't really take in mind. Like, everyone wants to be famous, everyone wants to pop. People don't get into what comes with that. You can't move around how you moved around when nobody cared if you was popping or not. Like, that's like me getting, you know, Megan a Stallion, Cardi B, Nicki Minaj status. And I sit there and I freaking, you know, posting my location, showing certain things and think nobody's going to run down on me. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, we have to be like more cautious. We have to understand that targets is on you when people are seeing that you have more. Like right now, you know, you would get to the point that like, I can feel like I could walk anywhere right now. Nobody is like really paying attention. Ain't nobody really going to hurt me and stuff like that. But let a really song, a song really, really, really take off. I can't do that. I have to move my family. I have to do because people is going to be watching because they're going to just think like people just automatically thinking they had like, you know what? You're, she's going to be walking around with $50,000 on her. Let's, let's grab her for ransom. Let's do this. Like, that's just what they think. So you have to be like very cautious. And I felt like with like pop smoke, you know, he posted on his Instagram, like an address. He posted like, and then he did had no security with him. 
So, you know, you being an up and coming, like you're from Brooklyn, you already have beef, you do drill music. So you already do that type of music that like, obviously, how many times you knew of artists that you knew for a fact people did not know them? And they just be like, I don't like them. I don't fuck with them. Like, I'll smack the shit out of them if I see them. And they don't know them. So it's the same thing that, like, if you rap in a certain way, and then let's say a certain, another gangster hear it that's just against you. Yeah. Some people will kill you for clout. There's really people. That's, that's where you get the, assassin, the assassins that be killing the presidents and all that stuff. That's their way of clout. I'm going to kill you because even though I'm going to go to jail, they're going to talk about me for the rest of the deck for years. Yeah. Even after I'm dead, they're going to talk because I killed the president. I killed them in, per- in person. That's how it was for like Nipsey Hussle. Like I killed an important person. I may not have been able to be a rapper or such and such and nobody, but now niggas are gonna always talk about me and then my name always gonna come up, whether it's good or bad. They're gonna know who I am because I killed the person that everybody cared about or everybody knew. You gotta be careful with those people. That shit been happening way before we were thought of. Before our family, our grandparents were sort of, that shit, going back to Games of Thrones, showing back in the time when people was taking over kingdoms, people was killing their own kids, their own parents for power, just to become king or queen. Niggas was lying back in the day. They ain't have DNA. You could be with somebody and say, yo, this is your son. This is your daughter. Yeah. And they was having kids by their own brother, their own sister. Just to take over, just for power. So you have to be careful with that. And I tell people all the time, it's very, very dangerous being an artist. People just like, you know, look at the the glitz and glam of, oh my God, everybody know who I am. I'm going to get money. I'm going to get free clothes and stuff like that. But it's dangerous. That shit is scary to walk outside. You don't know who's who and people running up to you. They know who you are. I'm not even at a certain level yet, and people be coming up to me knowing who I am, running down on me, asking for pictures and shit. I don't know what they're going to do with the pictures. I don't know who they are. I don't know if they're trying to set me up. I don't know none of this stuff. But, I, but I'm but i in a world of entertainment that that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to take pictures of people. I'm supposed to put my location. I'm supposed to not be private. I'm supposed to post that I'm gonna be performing in this place when the enemy could see that shit and just pull up and be waiting for me. Or enemy of somebody I hang with could be waiting there. Like, it could be people around you that got beef and you get cut, you get hurt behind it. Yeah. There could be, there could be people that are your friends who hate you secretly. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's even scarier. It could be family. It could be friends. It could be your significant other. We done seen it in all way. We seen Marvin Gaye, his own father killed him. Yeah. Tina Turner, Ike Turner almost killed her. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, not to even say it like that, even if you're not killed, look at Mary J. Blige. Like, that man knew everything she'd been through. So for him to do that to her and put her through that, like, that's crazy. It's like he looked at her as prey. Like, oh, she's broken. I could get that. I could do this. Like, 
who don't know Mary J. Blige's story? She, her career came up off of knowing her story. All the hurt, the drugs, like, we knew all that shit already about her. Yeah. I don't know. Just a lot of, it's a dark world. It's a dark world. Like you said, I wish everything could be perfect, but who knows when it will be. I doubt it. Back to Written in Blood, though. April 30th, you released it. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite song off of it? My favorite song off of it is Fidget, my first song. Yeah, that's that's my favorite, the first one. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite song. Yeah. That's my favorite song. I have fun recording it. Um, there was another song I was going to put on it called Do It For. Mm-hmm. Um, I had released it last year because my my aunt was... She was killed in a domestic violence. Um, my condolences. Huh? My condolences. Oh, thank you. So I put I put out that record, but then I pulled it down. And I was going to put it on Written in Blood, but I said, you know what? Let me just put it back out with a video. Because I had to, like, a little YouTube montage video for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would have been, like, my second favorite song. But Fidget is my favorite song because I just, like, I felt like when I was recording, and it's crazy because I feel like we could really relate to it now, but I recorded Fidget last year. No, I'm lying. I recorded Fidget. Yeah, I recorded Fidget like a year and a half ago. And I was just like, when I was doing it, I just felt like mad powerful. Like I felt like, yo, this time I'm coming out because remember I told you I released an EP before that chord. Red Sig, and then I before Red Sig, I released a mixtape called Pink Blondes and Pistols. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, you know, now I'm showing like I've been in this, I've been in this game. Y'all go and respect me. I'm not no more like asking for y'all to like me. Like I'm coming and I'm running down. Like ain't no, ain't no kissing ass on this Christmas. Like I'm not giving gifts. Like I'm coming as the Grinch. Like I'm. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Like I'm, I'm, I'm taking this shit, and either you gonna like it or love it. But you don't got no choice but to either like it or love it. You ain't gonna no more tell me what you don't like because it's gonna be problems. So that's just like how I felt with fidget. Like, and then I felt like with the word fidget is like all these people that I'm sitting here trying to get like approval from. Like they pussy. Like they. They can't even stand on their own. They need other people to stand on. And I'm doing this by myself, trying to get approval from them. And they can't even stand on their own two feet by themselves. Yeah. And most of the time, I feel like that's like a lot of people in this industry. So it's just like, you know what? I wrote, when the reason I named it Written in Blood was because I put all of my, I put my everything into this. Like I really like, I, I took two years to write the the whole EP. I wrote so many other songs that I narrowed it down to six. Cause I was just like, I want to get straight to the point. Yeah. I want people to really know like what I'm doing, who I am and <clears throat> what's like my, my everyday like living. Like that's why I put like, it's fidget. So now I'm like coming in, I'm letting you know who I am. Then I'm going, I go into, um, I go into, um, I think money. Let me see what's the, I forgot the uh, breakdown. Hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Give me a second, hold up. I got it pulled up too, so. Okay. So, yeah, then I go into looking. 
So yeah. like looking is like after fidget, I grab people's attention. So now people looking like they trying to see like who am I and stuff. So I'm letting you know like this ain't no rap snack. Like this ain't this ain't no like bubblegum shit. Cause when you look at a girl, you thinking like she's about to spit bubblegum stuff. You think she about to spit the normal like sex ass and all the sexual stuff. Like nah, like I'm letting you know like I'm getting my money up. And when you get money, what comes with money? Power. So now I'm getting the confidence that I need. So I'm letting you know, and I see y'all looking, and now I get into money. So now money, I'm talking about like, with me not having this money is like, oh, you think you getting money? I'm getting it too. So it's like, what's the difference? And on top of that, like, I get to do what I want. I can move on my time because this is my shit. Then I go into no sleep. I'm not getting no sleep. But at the same time, I probably got a nigga that I'm, I got tricking because people, people is gonna, guys, especially from what I look like, they always going to be on me. They always going to think that they're going to get something because there's girls that look like me that be with the shits. And because they run into me and I'm not with the shits, they'll go over their favorite line is, oh, I can find somebody to do something you ain't doing or you ain't all that. This bitch is that better than you at do da, 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 da. But it's like, yo, I'm going to show you like, he look at me like a snack time. I look at him like a franchise. Like, yeah. <laughs> we we not the same. Like, I'm going to sit there and get what I want just because once you looked at me a certain way, you're praying to me. I'm going to milk you. Because you already looked at me like that and you already probably knew from what I look like that you're probably going to have to give me something to get what you want. But now you're going to get nothing and I'm going to get everything. And I'm going to end... I'm going to get no sleep doing this because at the same time, I'm still getting it. I'm getting to what I'm doing. And you thought you was a distraction, but really you was just, you double, you triple my digits. Then I go into the friend zone. So friend zone is basically talking about like a guy that's, you know, not your, I'm not talking about the obvious that a guy like you and then you friend zone him. No, not like that. It's more so of like, it went from no sleep to like, after I got everything I wanted, I done already milked him, made him think that he was about to hit it. I friend zoned him and I sent him back to you. And I would teach you how to handle him, but you made yourself an enemy. And is I'm doing and, and and going back to written in blood because in written in blood is basically showing like, like, I'm I'm getting every dollar, not, and I'm doing it in a way that you would think that is prostitution, but you eliminate sex. I'm still not having sex with nobody. I'm showing that you could get everything you want because pussy is power. You don't have to have sex to get everything. You just have to give the illusion. Yeah. Like stripping. If you go to a strip club, most of the time, I used to work in Sin City, right? I used to be a bartender. I mean, not a bartender, a waitress in Sin City. And what I learned working in Sin City was the strippers don't be fucking most of the time. I mean, you, it's probably the nasty ones that don't be really getting money, but the ones that get money, they don't be fucking. It'd be the waitresses and the bartenders. That's the hoes. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't one of them, but that's just the truth of it. Like, 
they be the ones that'll be with the shits more than the strippers. And when you would think it'll be the strippers because they taking off all their clothes, but they just giving you the illusion. You can't really touch them. And if you really know how to work the pole, you're most likely not touching them. You're just throwing the money. It's just the one the strippers that's getting touched is probably the ones that's just backing it up going like this. <laughs> <laughs> but the ones that's on the poles, you ain't gonna be jumping on the pole and shit trying to grab them and shit. Yeah. They like they doing tricks. Then we go to show me love. So when show me love is basically, you got no choice now but to show me love. I done made my mark in this industry. I done made my mark on wherever I go. And I'm back on my shit. Like you have to, you have no choice but to show me love. But now it's getting to the point that before even me asking or demanding it, y'all already starting to do it because y'all seeing what I'm doing out here. And now they're finally starting to show me love. So it's like, do I even want to take the love? Do I trust it? Yeah. But I know what I'm working for. So it's like, I'm going to give my all and I'm going to do this, but I'm going to be cautious. It's strategy. I'm making sure that, like, I'm I'm not moving on emotion with a lot of stuff. So it's like, written in blood was more so of, like, all of the things that I do to get to my goal. And then I know what I have to expect. I know I'm a female that look a certain way, so guys is going to most likely try to talk to me. She's trying to have sex with me, right? And then we know that I'm talented. They're not going to pay attention to that until I force them to. Until I give them a reason that is like, oh, shit, I didn't even know that she was that dope, right? You got to give them a reason because they're going to be blinded from me being a female looking a certain way because most of the time, females that look like me, they fuck it up for females like me because they be with the shits. And then they don't never get nowhere. They just get the buzz and the fame. But they don't never really have talent or they don't really like get to show their talent because they so much just worrying about clout. They're not even really getting the money that they deserve. They don't know what's going on because they're not doing so. I'm putting like my blood, sweat, and tears in this so that I can get everything I deserve out of all this hard work I put into it. But at the same time, I get the respect too. And I, whatever I have to do, if I got to fucking drive lift, work Amazon, sell music, sell makeup, sell t-shirts, I'm going to do what I got to do so that I don't be put in that box that a person could control me from being a female coming out in this game. Yeah. I was broken down in six. Yeah, you broke down the six tracks, and you know it's very interesting how the stories that you tell on here basically, you know, basically that you you just give the illusion, mm-hmm. like you were saying before. You know, I'm just waiting to when you're going to be on Nicki Minaj and Cardi B's level. I think you should be there. I think, I think your music is way better than Cardi B's. I really just. Mm-hmm. If someone tells me listen to Cardi B record, I'm gonna be just like, no, I don't want to. Like, <laughs> where, where's yours? Like, tell you know what's crazy? You know what I say though when it comes to Cardi because I be very cautious when it comes um, to talking about her because it seems to like it turns to a competition type thing, but it's like we're not even competition yet because from the from the outside looking in, she's winning, right? So like which should be obvious because, you know, she has the fame, the money, and she has the clout. 
And her, I think her music's horrible, but. <laughs> no, but, but this is what I say with it. That's what I, I used to always say, like, you know, listen to the music or listen to what I could do, blah, blah, blah. But what I learned in this industry was two things. If you come out a certain way, nobody don't give a fuck about your music. They can just make something that can, like, they just care about it being believable. So with Cardi B, you can't, if she was the rap how I rap, you're not going to believe her. She wouldn't be as big as she is. Because you're not going to believe her. Like, first yeah. of all, she won't, she, she probably won't be able to pronounce certain words. She won't be able to, like, you know, you just won't believe it with certain things. So I feel like that the way that she came out was perfect. Because what did you expect? She came, she let you know what was her lifestyle like. Yes, I was stripping. Yes, I did this. Yes, these niggas did this. Yes, whatever. But at the same time, I still was getting it. And I didn't stop. The, her story is basically like, nigga, I fucking walked through hell, but at the same time, I just didn't stop. And I'm going to tell y'all my side of the story, and I'm going to tell you how I want to tell y'all. So even if I fucking fuck up a couple of words, even if, you know what I'm saying, it come out a certain way, y'all yeah. still want to believe it because it's believable how she give it. So it's like, what else would you expect from like the privacy invasion of privacy? I listened to that album. I listened to it a few times. I liked it. And the reason I like invasion of privacy is because like one, it was believable because I just don't expect anything else from Cardi B. Now Megan the Stallion is different. When I listen to Meg, I just today for the first time I listened to Sugar. And I'm gonna be honest with you, it was only a few songs that I liked. I didn't like the whole album. It was just certain ones that I was just like, I expected more from you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I expected to get, like, because of how, especially having a fucking feature, like, at least what I expected from Nicki Minaj, I got it. Every time. But Megan and Sally, I'm like, yo, nigga, you basically moving on Nicki Minaj level. You got a feature with Beyonce. Like, I expected a certain type of album. Like I would listen to Invasion, and not like, but I would listen to Invasion of Privacy before Sugar. Because it was just like, not that it wasn't believable with, with, with Megan Thee Stallion, but with Megan Thee Stallion, she's pushing like, I really rap. So when you talk like that, real rappers like me is looking to see if you really rap. Because when I rap, I'm sitting there, I'm taking fucking, beats that even niggas is not playing with i'm taking i'm sitting down thinking about my lyrics like it takes me a long time to write because i really sit down and write like i don't you know how like people go into the studio and be like yo i'm just kind of starting it a little bit that i could go in the studio and i, I won't write and i just say word for word listening whatever but i don't really like doing that because i feel like you would say anything you're not really thinking you need to think before you write certain shit that's the whole point of music so like is another form of language, so you can't just talk anyway. So when I when I'm like writing certain songs, I'm looking or listening to certain songs. I'm looking for like punchlines. I'm looking for bars. I'm looking for like clever lines. I'm looking for flow. Yeah. I'm looking for beat selections. You feel me? Like yeah, I, I think something that you do very well. Flow. Come out like that. She never said that. Everybody put that on her. 
She never said. That's why. That's why. Like it be confusing because I know when I talk, I I just know how to talk how I talk. I don't know how to like say it in a certain way of not sounding a certain way. Like I don't never want people to think like I'm I'm. I know it might a little, you know, may sound like that, but I'm not disrespecting Cardi. Like I actually like Cardi B, right? I I, I like Cardi B more of her her um her personality more than like her artistry. But she's believable. Like you know what I'm saying? Like Megan Thee Stallion, she's I like her. I like all I like the songs that she pushed, all the songs that she pushed. But then when I went into like the the geography of the work. Like the real, the shit that like, that's not, cause you know, you always going to put the best song to push. But when you go into like the real, real music to listen, like, like me, when I push it out, even like, even if the shit get fucking 40 views, like I, I put, you can hear that I like take time with my work. Like I really like take time with my beat selections. I really take time with what I'm going to say, how I'm going to flow. And you know what? If the shit don't fucking pop until I drop another project and everybody got to go to all my old shit, then at least niggas going to be saying at least I was consistent. It's not like, and imagine if I really get like a crazy writer because I'm writing my shit. Yeah. I know we talked about this last time that you were a ghostwriter. So it's, it, that's what I'm saying. And then it's, then it's like, it's like, yo, even, even with me coming even when me coming out with like females, like, like, like the only person I feel like I'm competing with is Nicki Minaj and she's basically retired. Like, I don't feel no competition with Cardi and Megan and Stallion besides them having more clout than me. Like, I don't think any of them could outrun me. And uh-huh. that's just me talking in a competitive level because you have to be competitive. Ain't no, like you have to be competitive in yeah. Like in a competitive game, the only person I feel like that that's sitting there like that we could rap bar for bar is like and and then if we go to up and coming artists, I feel like like Lady London, I feel like like um Rats like Rhapsody. Yeah, we talked about it last time. People like that, like not not what's out right now. And y'all could beat me in twerking because I don't know how to twerk. <laughs> like I don't know yeah. how to do none of that shit. But I don't know, like, I guess if I, I mean, maybe I should try it for, maybe I should try it for like six months and do a trial ever and see if I take certain pictures. I might, it might not be fair. <laughs> it might not be fair if I take certain pictures and <laughs> if, if that's how I got to get the attention for them to listen to the music. It'll, it'll work. And that would, that would, I don't want to do that though. I'm going to be honest. I, I like to be like that sometimes. Like, cause I'm going to get, I'm going to be honest. When you a girl that grew up that always got attention and shit like that, like shit like that is just like for the birds. Like, yeah. I, 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 I can't force myself to be like that. Like, I'm really not like that. If I was like that, it's different. Like, I think Megan and Cardi's really like that. So yeah. that's why it works for them. But me trying to be to force myself to be like that because that's popping, like I can't do it. Like it's just not gonna work. I'll, I'll bring up an example of an artist who I think was very good in the '90s, and you probably know her. She goes by the name of Smooth. She's had songs way back when, uh, Jeeps and the Benzos. Have you heard of her before? 
Mm-hmm. I thought she was about to say like a male or something. A- MC Smooth. Yeah, she was a female. She was really good in the 90s. Uh, she did a song with Tupac. Uh, Play a Young Thug was a song named. Yeah, she's got a couple songs that I've listened to that it, it was, they were fire. I love lyricists. Like, like I love, like, when I'm, I love MC, Sh- um, MC Shane. MC Light? MC Light. I love MC Light. Um, I was told by Big Daddy Kane that I remind him of MC Light when I rap. Like, I did a cypher with Big Daddy Kane. How was that? Fire. Because I'm going to tell you, I didn't know, like, when I went to go link with Big Daddy Kane, he introduced me to Kid and Play. I have a dope-ass picture that I'm afraid crazy. So he made me get in a picture with Big Daddy Kane. It was Big Daddy Kane, Kid and Play, and um, the, the director who did all the house parties. I can't remember his name, but he, the director that did all the house parties. Yeah, the movies. The brothers, something brothers. I don't know, but he, we took a picture and then they had me do a cypher. And like, I remember rapping and it was nothing but like niggas around us. And then Kane did something and I started flowing crazy. He was just like, yo, nah, like. You were supposed to pop back in the days. Like you was, and then it's crazy because show always tell me that show be like, yo, if you would have came out when CDs was popping, you would be out here. <laughs> you would be the biggest thing still right now. You would still be holding down the fort. He was like, we well, just got to figure out how to work this in that shit. And I'm just like, I know how to do it. I just don't, like, I don't want to come out a certain way. Like, I just don't because I don't. It's weird. I just don't like that much attention. Like, I can take attention, but like, I don't like the wrong attention. Like, I don't want to be known like, yo, that's sick. She got the big ass titties. Like, she got, like I don't want to be known as that. Like, I want to be known like how I'm known now. Like, yo, she bad. Like, she can rap, son. She really got good. Like, I love when people say that shit. Like, I, I love that shit that it comes with that. It's not like every other female that I know they talk about, like, they don't even talk about their music. Even a top artist, like I, like I know people that be saying that they don't even like Nicki, they don't even like like Cardi, like the same way you just said about Cardi. Them people told me that about Nicki Minaj, like they wanted me to take Nicki Minaj place, that they felt I was better than her. Like you know what I'm saying? Oh, so it's just yeah. like, I, but that felt good not from them saying I'm better than my sister. Like you know what I'm saying? Because we all sisters of hip hop. Not that it was just more so like I wasn't just put in a box of looking a certain way of body parts looking a certain way. You feel me? Like, you know, when people came to me, I had labels come to me wanting to do my body. That's on my daughter, like coming to me wanting to do my pay, was gonna pay for my body to get the attention I need so that people could hear my music. That all I was missing was the attention. That's. That's disgraceful, in my opinion. I, can, I mean, I, I believe it. You know, the industries want artists to look a certain way. Yeah, that's, that's unbelievable. Like, and, and then you know how I feel. So I was, it's crazy because I remember, like, working with a lot of the same people that Cardi B works with right now. And I got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And they stopped working with me. And then I see them start working with Cardi B. I see a lot of similar things of me be put on her. And then she got pregnant and it was like, 
Ta-da. And I was just like, but it was just a big thing for me not to get pregnant or be in a relationship. Yeah. How is it okay for her to do that? Hold on, let me get my charger. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll will t- tell you this though. You got you got your music over Cardi B. I I can't. Like at the end of the day, I look at it. Who cares about the popularity? I get the popularity helps out immensely. It does. But at the end of the day, I look at it from a music standpoint. There's people in the game that aren't in the game, independent artists who I think are better than the top. It's rhapsody, and she said it herself. But this is the thing. You want to know what I tell people? Like, when it comes to her, like, she she was already popping before music. Remember, the music the music came after Love and Hip Hop. Oh, shit. The music came after Love and Hip Hop. She was already popping before that. So this girl already had something with her that made people, like, I think it went over people's head that when the day she came on Love and Hip Hop that they was promoting her, the first episode she wasn't on it and she gained a million followers from not being on that episode. And the next, they put her on a second episode. So it already showed what this girl could do in a mass of grabbing an audience. So all they needed to do was grab up dope ass writers, which some of them was my friends, grab dope ass writers and do something with her you feel me because one thing you can't take away from her is she may not be you know have the talent of putting certain songs and stuff together because i mean it worked for her again because it was believable not because it was like so so good and oh my god it's epic it was just because it was believable and that's just a fact of it but it was more so because she works hard she knew how to like sell that shit. Like she still had to rap it a certain way. She still had to perform it a certain way. And she knew how to do that, you know? And then on top of that, she knew how to grab people and have them love her. That's a fucking talent. If you, you, she may not have the pen game, yeah. <laughs> but she got the talent of fucking entertaining. Yeah. And that's why she deserves to be where she's at. You know, like we can't take that away, but we can't, also, this is the thing I don't like about the music industry. Why do we have to take away from someone's talent or someone feeding their family and have them compete with someone that's actually better than them, but have you choose one? Why can't they both be in? Like, we have yeah, some why guys. Why can't we be more girls? Like, I don't want to fucking come in a game and beef for Cardi B. I don't want to be for Nicki Minaj. I don't want to be for Megan Thee Stallion. And that should be easy. Why don't we come together the way fucking Queen Latifah, MC Light, fucking Yo-Yo, all them came together back in the day? It's sad we got to go that far back because once Kim and them came in, she was already beefing with fucking Queen Penn, Foxy Brown. She was beefing with everybody. Oh, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, why can't we come in a certain way and like, you're right, shorty. Let's get money together. Let me pen up for you, Cardi. Give me your clout. Let me pen up for you. Let's get money together. Fuck around. We do a fucking song called Siamese Twins. Because we're fucking looking. You, you look like me because I'm older than you. <laughs> right? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, we could do, it's so much shit that we could do, and it's just like, like, I feel like, like, let's do an all-girls tour. Let's do, let's do me, you, Young M.A., fucking Megan Thee Stallion, you know, just different people, like, it's so much stuff that we could do and niggas don't do it because they listen to the males in our team because they the one that's making us girls not like each other. Yes, we can say stuff. Stop being so butthurt for certain shit. Just because I say, let's, I'm going to just use me because I'd be fucking just saying anything out my mouth. I say what the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I don't like you. It's just how I feel. You might feel something about me. You might be like, bitch, you saying all this shit, you don't got, you got 40 views. You got 200 subscribers on YouTube. That's the truth. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I could still be better than you. I just ain't perfect to get everybody to like me because I don't give a, I never cared about people liking me. I always cared about perfecting my craft. If I learn how to perfect people liking me and saying the right things and rubbing people backs, until you know what I'm saying, maybe I'll be further. I don't care about that. You don't like me, oh well, get out of my face and don't take away from my time. I'm nice. That's what I that's just always been me. But if we figure out how to come together, like you know, you can say, I remember one day Cardi going on, on live and saying, Oh, why why is the music industry like this? Why is it people like Rhapsody that's dope? And she was naming mad people, and I was just like you named all these people, but you got the power to do a song with them and get them on the level. Yeah, and you don't do it. 21 Savage. Yeah. So that shit is, that's a bluff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's it's more of a bluff. If if you want to worry about if she out rap you or make nigga have her right for you, you already got all the people writing for you. Get her to write for you, get her a check, and really come together to really, because there ain't no females. There's no way that it's just fucking three females in the game. Doja Cat, Nicki, Nicki Minaj is, Nicki Minaj just got her first number. That shit crazy. The way they disrespect Nicki Minaj in this game is just fucking unbelievable. Yeah. How the fuck she just getting her first number one doing a feature with this fucking girl, Doja Cat? That's not even that good. Doja Cat, oh my, have, have you heard about like the controversy that's been going oh, on? Oh, oh, so I'm going to let you be the first to know. Tomorrow I'm driving up to PA. And we're doing a very, very special, a very, very special um, video oh. in tribute to Doja Cat. It might go viral. Yeah. It might go viral because we're 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 gonna go into that because I did like Doja Cat, um, and 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 I want to really touch base on because I don't feel like she's racist for saying that she can't be racist because she's mixed of black. I feel like um, she's only being backlashed the way she is because she's famous. But there's many, many girls that I've ran into that's all black that feel the same way. They don't like that they're black. They hate their hair. They hate their skin color. They, and you know what we call them? Insecure. We don't call them racist. How the fuck are you calling a person that's mixed with black racist? She's insecure. I'll give you. I'll give you an example. My uh, GM, the president of my station, he's no longer president. Thank God, because I, I, his his time was up at the station. They voted me in uh, a month ago. 
Congrats. You know, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he was going around, you know, discouraging people because his, his show, I'm going to tell it like it was, his show wasn't successful at all. He thought he could jumpstart a show. You know, he moved his slot time after my show because my show was very successful at my station. And he was going around to people who were getting guests on their show and calling them thugs. Now, this, this kid is mixed Asian and black. He was going around calling them thugs. You know, this station's a lick. We can't. Meaning have- he's all black because if you go deep into where Asians come from, they come from Africa. Yeah. Okay. That's 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 what I don't understand. Niggas don't even know about their self. That's what I'm. That's my whole point of what I'm saying about Doja Cat. Like, but finish because yeah. I already know. I kind of figure where you're going with it. He don't even know about his own background. Yeah. Well, he does. He he does have a. He has an interesting background, and it didn't look good. You know, I, I was just like, I can't take this guy. I really don't like him. Um, right. We're at odds with each other. Just him fighting with me all the time. He, he said these things, and he's also made statements in the office because he's also German, and supposedly his grandfather was like a general or in one of Hitler's groups or oh something. God. he's happy about that. Yeah, he was. He like, his ass being in fucking Queens. Yeah, he, he was. He was. He was in the back room in the hangout area bragging about it one day, and I'm just like, "Are you really sitting here?" And he's trying to justify how, oh well, his grandfather didn't know that the Holocaust was going on. Give me a break, like. You sound dumb. Like, what? Why are you even talking about it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I give everyone his Instagram handle, but I don't want to give him any recognition. I can't stand him. I, I hope he stays in Texas. I really don't. <laughs> in Texas, I don't like him. <laughs> That's the racist. Um, he going to have a rude awakening because he's going to run to people who think that they with him. Yeah. Because he, 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 there was a challenge on Instagram the night. One of my close friends who was at the station that night that you were there too. Um, he's a music producer. He, he did a thing on Instagram how they're like tag, tag 10 black men so that they can post and say something you know, good about themselves or something. Some tag challenge. I saw on the post he tagged uh, our GM. And I'm like thinking to myself, how could you tag him? He isn't black. You're going to <laughs> thugs at the station saying that you can't have gang members here. And he's sitting here telling how his grandfather was in Hitler's army. And it's like, give me a break. Come on. Right. He shouldn't have been tagged in that post. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You just got to call it how it is. Right. Right. But I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like everywhere like every time like I do like an interview, like it turns to like the females that's popping. Like before it was just Nikki, then Cardi came. Now it's Megan Thee Stallion. I don't get asked about Doja Cat or Lizzo. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I don't get asked I, about I don't even, But they won Grammys. Lizzo to me, I just, I can't. Like, what the fuck? She, she, I don't know. If she, how is she a rapper? Like, she's really considered a rapper. I, I think her music. She's, now, now, but Lizzo, she's mad talented, though. I fuck with her. I like, hate her music, though. I've listened why? to it. I don't like it. I think it's horrible. I've heard her music. I just think it's, I don't like it. Yo, all her shit is so catchy. Like, I just, I don't know. I like it. And Doja Cat, like, I was just like, I just like those two last singles she did because there's your Macau. What the fuck was that? 
Like, what was that? She went viral from that. She blew from that. Like, that was just some dumb, like, that. Like it's just like, who came and gave her some Space Jam juice? Because she went from that of having no type of rhythm style to doing, and I was just like, oh, okay, like, she might, she's dope, she has something. But I don't even think people realize this was the same girl from the, the bitch, I'm a cow, bitch, I'm a cow. I don't think even still to this day people know that that was her. Yeah. I'm like, Yo, this is the girl that went viral that was just like a cow talking about bitch, I'm a cow, move with the shit back. She's making a whole lot talk about she, like, watch, watch what you see what we about to do. She gonna see this shit. <laughs> she gonna add her in it too, right? In the post. Yeah, she, wants, she gotta get this smoke. She got to. You should have to get it posted on World Star. Yeah, she. I don't know World Star. They. I'm. I'm gonna tell you. I got some. So the person who runs World Star, I used to like be mad, mad cool with him, and like he's, and when he first grabbed Cardi B, I used to like be the person he come to asking advice of to um like what to keep in the videos or if I thought she was gonna make it and stuff and then she popped with the bodak yellow and then I noticed that I so remember I told you my first EP was called Red Sig right I was promoting Red Sig for almost a year before I actually dropped it I'm gonna send it to you I'm it's about to be put back on I'm like literally uploading it this week so you'll be able to hear it um and, I, and then she dropped red bars. And then she turned her hair red. But mind you, I didn't, because I knew about Cardi from like being on YouTube and um, being on Instagram. And I know like one time she had like her breasts out and she was like moving some little things on her nipples. So I always knew about her because people used to come to me from already doing music and I was already known in the music game. I just was in the same I didn't make it major yet, so obviously. And everybody would be like, yo, you look like this stripper girl. She's mad funny. She they were saying she was a comedian. And then she and then she popped. So like right after that, they was just like, Oh, um, they, you know, it started I started saying something. I remember I went online and I was just like, all right, I wasn't going to say nothing, but it seemed like everything I'm doing. And then my whole team that was working with me works with her. Everything I was doing, they doing with her because she had the clout and I didn't have it. So it works faster with her. And then he picked a side. So it's hard for me to get on worse side. If I were you, I'd have two dartboards in my room. One for him and one for Cardi B. <laughs> <laughs> two dartboards. She don't have nothing to do with it. I mean, maybe she do, but I don't know. I'm going to just... I'm just going to think that she don't. She don't want to smoke. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. She doesn't want, I don't think she wants that because her music is just completely awful, in my opinion. But to each his own, uh, I prefer your music. I mean, a lot of people do, but you know what? In order for that to like get bigger, we just have to get more people to stream because we in a viral world. We in a world that like, and you know what? And we're going to say it didn't just get like that because obviously that's just the music game. But we just have to get, we have to just do the work of like whoever, everybody that believes in me that I, I don't call people fans, I call them supporters. So like all my supporters, that's Team Siggy, like 
order for me to get to that certain level, like we have to tell more people about me. We have to make sure that it's streaming, like literally playing my shit. Like the more, that's how you ever notice, like you listen to a song on a radio and you be like, I don't really like this song. And then like a whole week pass and you be like, I'm fucking tired of this song. And then the second week you start singing a song and then the third week you start kind of liking the song because you're hearing it so much. That's what the fuck we needs to happen with my music. And that's the only way that I can literally pop because it has to be people listening. Because once people actually tune in, because because I look a certain way, like people are be on some, they're just per- paying attention to what I look like. They're not really listening. Like it even be people that's around me that is like, I have to be around them and then they were like, oh shit. And I'm like, but you just told me you listened to it. I did, but, and sometimes they really did, but they just didn't. Like, if that makes sense. Like they played the song, but they didn't really listen. Yeah. Once it gets to the point that people really like you, they're going to start really listening. Once they really listen, they're going to see that I'm really dope. And that's when you'll come like, oh shit, I didn't even know you was, it happened with Childish Gambino. That nigga been dope from when he was going places and just freestyling back to back on his cocky shit. And niggas wasn't really like giving him a chance like that. Then the nigga started dropping shit. He went and did that one freestyle, went viral. Then drop. he started doing the movies, the shows. Then dropped This Is America. Now the nigga, the nigga today, today, America, This Is America is trending. Yeah. It's been trending for two days. He dropped the record, what, last year? It's so many shit. Only two thing, only two records that's trending right now is NWA and This Is America. Yeah. So Fight the Power should be trending though. Fight the Power, but it's not. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So it's like that's what I'm saying with with this whole. We have to just figure out a way to get people to like really listen, and I feel like not looking at me is not going to get people to listen. Me taking a picture. Covering my nipples with my butt out is not going to get people to listen. They're just going to keep looking at me. They're going to follow me. They're going to. They're not going to listen to my music. I think it'll happen though. I think eventually people will really come around to you know putting you in the rotation because it is though. It's it's starting. It's starting to happen. Like it's happening slowly. It's taking it. It's taking longer for me because I'm doing it my way, and I accept that. You know, like just as long as I keep having situations like this with you, you know, because I don't take nothing like for granted. You never know, like you fucking to be the biggest podcaster, radio VJ. You never know in a couple years and this interview can go next level or next year I could be the biggest artist ever and this interview goes somewhere like you you, I don't take anything for granted because there's always stuff like that that you could pull from when a person is coming up. Or My only thing is when people always ask me what's next for you, the only thing that I'm focused on is just never giving up. That's the only thing that I'm focused on. That's, that's, that's never going to change with me. I'm not going to stop because it's not on my time and it's on God's time. Whenever he's ready for me to pop, everything's going to skyrocket. I don't give a damn if I drop a project, a video, audio every day and every time i drop it only gets 20 views five views 200 views when i pop 
all them shits is gonna go up at the same time. Yeah. All I need to do is have content and make sure it's up to date and make sure it looks a certain way, make sure it sounds a certain way. So when people get to the point of actually really, really listening, they gonna be like, damn, why wasn't been on this? So why wasn't same thing with everybody else? They were sleeping. They were sleeping. They was focused on other stuff and it's like, that's fine. All I got to do is just keep on doing what I'm doing. It's going to happen regardless because if I was doing something wrong, I wouldn't have certain people attention. Like, look, Saturday I'm taking over SOB's live with Dame Dash. And congrats to that, to you. That's big. Thank you. Thank you. But see, like, to me, is like, is another step. Hopefully this would be, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like I'm always doing certain things that's big. And it just don't work for me. And then I'll watch another artist do it that's coming up. And it'll pop for them. And I'll be like, but I just did that. Why, what happened? Like, why they, why they work for me? But, I, but it goes by, like, with time and so on. So I'm like, you know, obviously people with paying attention. Like, Cherry Martinez just hit me today on the gram. And was like, send me. Send me music outside of Rain and Blood. I really like that. I want to hear some more from you. And she popped six nine. She popped Melly. People don't even know that. Like, and now she's hitting me. One thing she's respected in the game for no one having an ear for, for people. Yeah. Who knows? So it just shows like, and I've been to who she was. I did a whole, I did a whole show with Cherry Martinez two years ago, and I, I didn't even know. Like I forgot. Like literally, like I, like it, it's mad crazy because I, it, it came up. You know how on Facebook it give you those memories. Oh yeah. It came up on Facebook, and I was like, I said, oh shit! Like she just hit me, and I did in a whole, a whole event with her, and I sent this. I said, yo, it's a small world. We did an event together two years ago. And sometimes it comes together like that. That's why I'm just like, I'm doing something right because I got the right people looking at me. So there's no way I can't pop. It's just timing. And it's because how I want to do it because I could do it the easy way. I could just go get my body done. And not that, I mean, we know Megan didn't do that, but Megan is a rare situation. But I could get my body done. I could talk about what everybody wants me to talk about. I could do all these different things to like actually pop a certain way. But am I gonna be happy with myself? And then I'm a person that I can't hide it. So you're gonna be able to see it. So now you're gonna be like, oh, she's popping. She looks miserable. She was depressed. You're gonna be able to see it. I wanna give good energy what I look like. I wanna really show kids like you could do it your way. What if a little girl wanna come up and she don't wanna change herself? What if a little girl got a fucking SpongeBob body but she's so pretty in the face. Or maybe she can't help that she's fat. Or maybe she can't help certain things. But she's talented. And she's scared. And maybe, God forbid, if she tried to get surgery and change her body, she could die. I want to show, at least through me, that I did it. It took a little longer. You're going to just have to work harder. Don't give up. It can happen. Yeah. You don't have to always do a cheap way because everybody else said you got to do that. I get... To, I get I get looked upon. I look. I get looked down on all the time when people saying, "How everybody know you, and you not at a certain place?" So, 
how you around this person been? Because it's not meant to happen yet. Maybe I'm walking into something else, another another career, and I don't even know. Maybe I'm about to break chains of certain things, and I don't even know. Somebody got to go through it to open the door for others. Because Nikki said she opened the doors for people, but did she? Cardi says she opened the door for certain people, but did she? Y'all, y'all shouting people out, but y'all not doing songs with them. If y'all do do songs with them, it's for a different motive. Y'all not really, really helping nobody. Because y'all afraid y'all going to lose y'all spot. If you're that dope, you're not going to lose your spot. It's actually going to elevate you. Look at Jay-Z and Kanye. That's a prime example. Yeah. And Jay-Z really... Who really helped people? Dame Dash. Yeah. Who's still helping people? Dame Dash. He's still helping people. And what people will say, they think they know everything about him. I can tell you how homie's living. He sure ain't living like us. <laughs> We're living t- top of the hills. He sure could go in the pool all year round. Energy cruising. People hate on him, though. Yeah, because what he say is true. Y'all worrying about all this shit. And look, why the fuck would I want to get, even going back to what you consider beautiful and bad, why would I want to get my body done when the most baddest chicks in the game have natural bodies and most likely a fat ass? Holly Berry, Aaliyah, Megan Good. None of them got fat asses. <laughs> <laughs> Angelina Jolie, even though she's white, but that's a bad chick. Yeah. So it's 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 just more so of like staying true to yourself, and that's for like selling your soul. It's like if you don't do something that. You want time? Some people just do shit for other people. Like you have to like literally like get on some. Like if I ever want to turn to like doing something to my body, like I would say one thing I do want to do to my body, and I say I want to wait till my second child is get a breast lift. But I got a real triple D's, so I got a reason. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got really big breasts, so it's like shit is gonna fall and they're gonna hurt. If I don't get them to sit up, so I'm not gonna get them. And then I have a kid. They going because when you breastfeed, it sags. That's a woman natural thing. That's why people be getting stuff and they don't want to breastfeed because it's gonna sag you regardless. It don't matter how dope your body is, how much you weight work out. That's just something that comes with motherhood. But other than that, like to enhance her and stuff, if you really get into Hollywood, they only care about breasts. They never really cared about that. That's like a black thing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and even so, not even. So you got the Doja Cat thing possibly dropping tomorrow, right? 
I don't know if it's dropping tomorrow. I'm shooting it tomorrow. Are you shooting it tomorrow? Okay, so if it doesn't drop tomorrow, when could we expect to have it drop and for us to see it and hear it? This week. This week. Yep, this week. This week. <laughs> I'll be looking forward. But I know tomorrow or tonight, I'm going to send it to you too. I'm going to drop this. Um, I did a, remember I told you I did a song to one over the one mic beat from yeah. Nas. Nas is still matic. Yeah. So I, um, I'm going to actually look at the video when I get off, the, get off the Zoom with you. Oh, we can actually look at it together. I forgot we can do that in Zoom. Oh, yeah, on Zoom. We can look at it together. But um, let's see. Hold on. you about to get the exclusive. The exclusive. <laughs> somebody write me, get real fine. <laughs> what was it like jumping on a Nas beat? Was it difficult? No. I always listen to Nas. Now, it would be difficult if I do, um, if I do, um, what is it called? Rewind by Nas. Share screen. You disabled, you disabled, you gotta be undisabled. Let me see. It says host disable attendee screen sharing. Let me see. Well, if not, it's fine, but I was trying to show you. Let me see. I don't know how to do that. That's weird. I don't know. It must have like disabled it by itself because it never gave me like an option. I know it always sends out a password. Mm. Well, I'll send it to you. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna look at it and then I'm gonna send it to you because if I gotta see if I need to change anything. But yeah, she basically took like mad like videos from Instagram and the news and she put it over my song one chance over the one might be but it's really really dope it's one of my favorite freestyles i ever did so this and my biggie freestyle is my two favorite freestyles i did like my favorite 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 and it was crazy because um so i met mr cheeks i met mr cheeks at powerhouse mm -hmm. and um i was with my mom and brian make not powerhouse um it was in barclay center it was like like all the old rappers that was coming together and i brought my mom because mom i i love hip-hop because of my mother my mother like always listens to hip-hop and stuff since we was kids and she'll wake us up eight in the morning with this big ass stereo playing not tupac is her husband she's she swear that's my stepfather like literally like it's scary how much like she don't play with that man <laughs> she never met him she loved Tupac. So she and Mr. Cheeks, Sticky Fingers, all of them. That's what I know. So I remember growing up always listening to the um, Lost Boys. Yeah. And we loved them, right? Yeah. So I remember Big Daddy Kane hits me and he's like, yo, you know, off the shrimp of my cousin. He was like, yo, I'm going to be in um, New York. You should pull up for this concert. So I'm like, can I bring my mom? Because my mother loves you. 
mind you, I'm young, so I don't know how big Big Daddy Kane is and stuff. Like, you know, I know, but I don't know, like, like my mother looks at him the way we look at, like, Jay-Z and Beyonce and Dame and all that, and Nas and shit. So, and she come and Mr. Cheeks come out the room when I'm walking into Big Daddy. He's how I look at the Cause I remember when I'm a kid, so I'm like, Mr. Cheeks, oh shit, you gotta come and hear me, my mother, cause I like you, cause my mother, my mother loves you. But he was like, where well, I'm like, yo, I was like, yo, I'm a rapper, my name's Sigmundson. So he was like, where are you nice? I'm like, yeah, um, MC Shan, my cousin. He like, where? That's that's family. He was like, I'm gonna listen to your shit if your shit is whack. I, give me a number, cause I'm gonna call you and tell you your shit is whack. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. So he calls me like two days later. He's like, yo, you're fine. Like, come meet me at this studio in Soho. It's a brand new studio. Come, so I'm like, all right. So I remember telling my brother, I'm like, yo, um, come with me to the studio. I'm about to go with Mr. Cheeks. So my brother, 26, so he's like, who the fuck is Mr. Cheeks? Oh, God. <laughs> you know, he like, who that? But he knows the songs. He didn't just know the name. So I was like, yo, that's sing this song. He like, oh, we out. Even that high, because this is like his music don't age. Like their music don't age. Yeah, like all of them, all of the 90 rappers, their music don't age. Like that shit just sounds like timeless. Even a one hit wonders, like it sounds timeless. So I, I'm doing my makeup. So my brother like, why are you doing your makeup to go to the studio? I'm like, I don't know, for some reason, like, I just feel like cameras is gonna be there. Like I just want to make yo, while we get to the studio and open the door, this nigga Nas is sitting on the sofa. So my brother, yo, my brother stopped at the door and couldn't move for like two minutes. <laughs> you sitting on the on the sofa at the studio? Cause he was making he was drinking his Hennessy and talking. We like, wait, this Nas like Mind you, I met Nas at South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. When I, cause remember when I told, remember when I told you I met Too Short out at Awesome Musical. When we got in through Too Short, and when we walked inside, Nas was in the room, and Nas literally jumped over the sofa to run to Short and give him a pound. And we're like, oh, Short, did I like? And then Khaled, all of them. So then Short introducing me to all of them. Mind you, he just met me outside, but I guess my energy, he was just like, yo, this sick from New York. Like, I'm like, right? Like, I feel like crazy. <laughs> so now um, I see, ah, so um, Mr. Cheeks, like, yo, you gotta listen to her song, because I got this song called Ease Off Bitches. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, you gotta listen to the song. So the first thing I'm thinking is, yo, I gotta play one chance which is up over the one month. I got to play this for now. I got to catch this on video. So I just like, but I didn't even get to, so Mr. Cheese goes to the, to the board and he puts on my song. But like, not, I'm looking at Nas and them and they, they just smoking and drinking and talking and they not paying attention to my song. So I'm feeling like Nicki Minaj when she was in the room with Stack Bundles. Remember she was rapping? Oh, was so I'm like, wait, hold up. So then I was just like, you know what, fuck it. I don't care. I'm going to just enjoy smoking weed with Nas. At least I can say I smoked weed. Because ain't nobody going to believe I listen to the song. Because he ain't, he ain't going to remember. He not even listening. 
So then, like, it was one part of the song. He just stopped. He was like, he was he was talking to somebody. He stopped in the middle. He was like, yo, yo, Cheeks, who this? She's like, I'm trying to tell you this is sick. She right here. <laughs> like, you know, Cheeks is animated. So he's like, I'm trying to tell you this is sick right here. Nigga, I'm telling you. Like, she's fire. So he's like, this you? He, I was like, yeah. He was like, run that back. You know the lyrics to it? I'm like, yeah. He was like, everybody take out your phones. Then the lights. I'm like, what? He's like, yo, come here. Spit the lyrics next to me. I was like, oh, all right. My brother caught the whole thing. I have, I'm going to send you the video. Oh, yeah. You got to send me the I got the video. He records the whole thing. I'm fixing my hair. I come. This nigga, mind you, remember I told you he was drinking Hennessy and smoking. He's lit. He's he's smoking on his joint. Listen, he like, he bopping. He giving cheeks a pound and everything. So he like, yo, spit that shit, ma. Spit that shit. So I'm rapping. You know, Pro, um, the producer, um, it's... I can't remember. I don't know all the old people, not like that, but all the older people, but he's like a legend too. He's like a legend producer that be with, with Nas and them. So he was there anyway. He was recording it. And uh, I spit it, whatever Nas was sitting next to me. I posted it. They took a picture of me. So Nas came and he was like, yo, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, you could go two lanes coming out in this game. He was like, you could go straight hip hop or you could go like how Nicki went. Like you could do with hip hop with the pop and shit like that. He was like, "You're fire." He was like, "I wanna, I wanna work with you." So Cheeks was like, "You wanna work with him? Let's set it up. Let's mind you, it was the opening of Master Pill. I was the first, I recorded something with him and his artists, but but I don't have it because I don't have that. I'm I'm tight. I don't have it. But I guess that is like when you were up and coming artists and they, you know. But I was the first to record before Davies, like in the in, in Soho. I signed the bench with Cheeks. I'm the first to sign the bench. <laughs> like that, that's big to me. Like I was just like, nigga, that's not like everybody went to Mass Appeal afterwards. They see my signature when they walk in. So and and then I had the video. Like when I was in there, they were setting up Apple TV and all that. Like they were setting up still the studio while I was in there. And I just, I still ain't get to work with him. It's been a year. I still ain't get to work with him, but I know it's gonna come because it, you know. With Nas, right? Nas, yeah. yeah. So this was a year ago then. This is a year ago. This is a year ago, and then like I was and Mr. Cheeks, he like he showed me mad love because so I'm I'm the fifth girl to come on Hot ninety seven from Flex, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah, the yeah girl, I'm the first girl that was an up and coming artist with no clout i had two thousand followers when i went up there the four girls before me was young and made remy ma um lady luck and miss hustle lady luck and miss hustle is battle rappers well known um remy ma's son young and may had the old song popping at the time that came me so i made top five i was the fifth girl to ever come up from flex after me, he started bringing up a coming artist. That's when he started doing it. If you were up and coming to that, it was after me. And what I did was I had all my supporters tag Flex and tell them to bring me on the show. But not only them, I had Big Daddy Kane hit him. Like all the people he loved, I had him Red Alert, Big Daddy Kane, Mr. Cheeks, Shan. So he hit me. He hit me dead and was like, yeah. 
four hours before having to go to the show. He was like, yo, come up to the show and come, come spit. And I spit over dead presidents. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, but like, it's so much stuff that I like did that I'm like so happy about. But like, I just felt like it's stuff that was supposed to take me like, like up, up there. And like, it didn't, it, it got me known. Like people know about me, you know, yeah. but it didn't take me where I thought it should take me. And then I, like, I, I remember like taking pictures of like Big Daddy Kane, Kid and Play, Shan, um, the whole Juice crew. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then I remember like Cardi took a picture with Silk, um, with Slick Rick. Mind you, I grew up with Dougie Fresh and his kids as I grew up with his kids. And then when she did that, it was like a big thing. And I'm like, but I've been doing, like, I've been having legends fucking with me. But it was just like the industry. That's why I was just like, what the fuck? It's like sometimes I'd be thinking to myself, I'd be like, what is like going wrong? Because I can't really answer people that, like, what people ask, but I just, only thing that I can explain is just God time. Like, literally, God time. Because it's like, I feel like everything that I'm doing, I feel everything is right, but maybe something isn't. Maybe I have a bigger purpose and I have to be prepared for it when that time comes. You know, more so than just being known as a rapper and, like, yeah. somebody that could, you know, do certain things. So. Your time will come. I believe that because especially like you mentioned before, just the back end of all the legends and old school hip hop artists that you have come in contact with alone. Mm-hmm. That should be enough in my eyes. Mm-hmm. More than enough. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. That's why I'm like, and then I have like, like for instance, like with Fred the Godson, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Like he, when I met him, I met him with Remo the Hitmaker. And, um, I remember going to Blockwork Studios. He used to record in the studio in the Bronx. And I went there and I went to go do a song with Remo. So when I recorded the song, I remember Fred coming in. I didn't know who Fred was. So it was Fred there and Papers, which is Little Kim's um, baby father. So the funniest shit, um, Fred comes in and he's like, yo, that's you? I'm like, yeah, he was like, you sound dope. He was like, yo, can you do like a reference for me? I'm like, hell yeah. Like, cause at the time I was super up and coming. So I was just like, I didn't care. And I didn't even know who he was. Like I always run into people and don't know who they are. until like, I actually meet them and then I look them up and I'm like, Oh shit. Like, so he was like, yo, I want you to do this reference for me. I'm about to send it to Joel Ortiz. So at the time I knew who Joel Ortiz was because I'm a big Eminem fan. So I knew like everybody that was fucking shady and all that shit. And it wound up being daddy getting money. That's me on the hook of daddy getting money with Fred the Godson and Diddy. So it was supposed to just be a reference and somebody else was going to say it and Joel Ortiz was going to just switch up the words. And he wound up keeping it because Diddy, he sent it to Diddy and Diddy jumps on it and Betty was like, yo, keep the girl on it. Obviously not knowing it's me and shit. So, um, I remember, like, after that song came out, he will, I was working at Sin City at the time, and, like, mad people started knowing about me because of it. Because they was like, yo, it was a big-ass record of New York at the time. And everybody was like, yo, 
you really rapping because I just started rapping. Like I just, I just started rapping like four months before that. So now I'm on the radio. Even though I'm just saying, my daddy getting money, my daddy. Get, but it's like I'm on the radio. Like oh shit, like that's me. And Diddy is on the take. They like I'm on a song with Diddy and Fred Gossip. Like so, they like um. I remember Fred coming in like, yo, let's really take your shit to the next level. Like, let me write for you. Like, let's let's really come on some next level shit. I'm like, nah, I don't want you writing for me. Like, I want like I was real big on like I don't want you writing. For yeah, me. no, the ghostwriting thing. Yeah. Like, so he was like, I'm writing for Kim right now. Like. Yeah, but everyone's but everyone wrote for Kim. Right, but he was like, I'm writing for Kim right now. And then I remember papers telling me, like, yo, I'm a bad Kim. Why she gonna be my chick? Why she be my bitch? Like, he just kept saying, like, why? So when I seen that they got together, and if you knew how papers was, for him to get with Kim, that shit was crazy. Like, I'm telling you, like, if you was there to see, it's like, a, it's like you saying, like, yo, watch. Say so about to be my chick. I'm about to get, and you ain't even meet like you ain't even really meet me like that yet. You just know like your best friend is working with her, with working with me and shit. So for him to get her, get in a relationship, and have a baby, that shit is nuts, like crazy. Because if he's like, obviously we can see how papers is now. Imagine how he was when he was younger. Yeah. Like he was more wild. And then I remember like. I was just like, no, I don't want you writing for me. Because I just, I remember, like, at the time, Nikki was the only female. And Nikki was real big on, like, I write my own music. You feel me? I did. So I was just like, if I'm going to compete with her, I got to be writing my own shit. Not knowing as I got more in the game, like, I met certain people that, don't get me wrong, like, she write, but she got, she still got help. Yeah. Even if it was switching bars, even if it was, like, Little shit, whatever. She wrote majority of her, like, music. Nobody never wrote a whole song for her, like, that I know of. But I knew, like, certain shit that was fixed or added on or, you know what I'm saying? I knew little stuff. I met some of the writers. So I was just, like, big on that. And I'm just, like, I remember how, like, because I didn't want people to write, like, I kept running into more and more people that was like that. Like Fred, like because I didn't let people write for me, it was just more so like I was considered hard to work with because a lot of females would let you do it. So that was another thing that how I looked at it like I feel like in New York, I was the female that I was supposed to pop. Like you know what I'm saying? Like even and honestly just this is just how I feel. I'm not saying it is what it is. I just this is just how I feel. Like I feel like I was supposed to pop before Cardi. And I feel like the honest reason of why Cardi popped before me is because she let people write for her. And I was always the chick that was just like, nah, you're not writing for me. Like, I'm going to write my own shit. Let me write this, and this is what I want to talk about, and this is what I want to do. And I was considered somebody hard to work with compared to, like, somebody that just, like, let's get this money. But we really not getting the money because you need to write your shit and you need to have your own publishing company to get the money for writing your own shit. Instead of just getting paid for shows and still not even getting 100% of your show money because you got to split it with somebody. I always cared about the money in this music. Like, I registered my own music. 
I know about it. Like I know like about the codes. I know about the different streaming services, like the song trust, the, the ISRC, the different things that you need to really register your music. Fuck the ads kept BMI and distro kid and two core. That's two part that's and, and distro, you either pick DistroKid or TuneCore, you either pick BMI or ASCAP. But that's only two parts. It's really like six that the labels wouldn't tell you because the labels do it because they want to pay you when instead of the money's supposed to come to you first and you're supposed to pay them because you're putting in the work. Yeah. I learned that shit. Because I knew that shit, I was hard to work with because they couldn't jit me. So every time I come into label meetings, that's why I kept saying, that's why I says in my EP, like I could have been had it there. Two months into rapping, I was, I had Atlantic Records flying me out. Like they was flying me to LA. I was sitting and meeting with the president. Like I was in the fucking same studio as um, Crenshaw, Crenshaw, what's her name? The the chick that sing Gucci, Gucci, Louie, Louie, Fendi, Fendi, Prada. Remember her? Yeah. They was trying to get me to beef against her. We was in the same studio, me and her flow rider. Like, I've been, I've, and then I, I still, to this day, still meet with labels. Like, I'm cool like this with A&Rs and shit. Niggas be trying to get me to become an A&R. Like, I got offered a job at, uh, for fucking Hitco to be top A&R. Because I know so many artists and stuff. Like, so it's, I know that, but it, it turned to, like, I need to make sure that I'm not getting jipped. I learned this game because you can make money in music. I can make money doing this if I learn it. Most artists don't learn it. They, most artists don't know how to register their music. Most artists don't know certain shit, certain even companies to register their music. They only know ASCAP and BMI. They don't even know how to register their publishing correctly through ASCAP and BMI. I learned that shit, so I'm considered hard to work with because I know too much. It can't jit me. And that's what differentiates you from everyone else in the game. Right. I'm an artist that I guarantee, I proved, I proved myself right today. I spoke to someone, I'm not gonna say their name obviously, but I spoke to someone today that's very, very big in the game. I, I'm talking about records with Janet Jackson, records with, a lot of people, but Jen Jackson just a very, very top person. Records with Beyonce. The person didn't even know what an ISRC was. They've been in the game over 20 years. So I just proved myself right that this is why people get jipped because they would just sit in the game and all they focus on is just making them. That is the easy part. That's the easy part. That's the 15%. The rest of it is business. You have to learn the business. Nobody wants to learn it, even if you teach them. If I sit here and do a Zoom seminar on how to teach artists how to give it to, to register their music, they still not going to want to do it. They're going to sit here, and they still not going to do it. They're going to be like, I'm going to pay somebody to do it. You're going to pay somebody to do it and they're going to put their information and you're going to get jipped. And now you're going to want to kill somebody and fight somebody because you ain't going to learn this shit yourself. But you put all this money in studio time, all this money in videos, all this money in jewelry, all this money in looking a certain way, and your shit ain't even registered right. You're supposed to be getting 
five million dollars, but she getting two hundred thousand. Cause you ain't know how to register shit. Now you a big artist and you coming out like Megan Thee Stallion talking about. I didn't know. I just was signing stuff. But you're a college student. Learn the fucking career that you get into. Yeah. You have to be an expert in your field. Y'all niggas want to wait until y'all pop and become fucking multi-millionaires to realize, oh shit, I'm supposed to have way more money than this. Y'all niggas don't learn from TLC? Everybody seen the movie and everybody know about them. Or New Edition? New Edition. They could get away with it because that was just old, old school. Yeah. TLC, that was supposed to happen. Yeah, no. It's like, how the fuck? There's no way that you got all these number one records across the world and you can't even pay $1,100 rent. And you got to split the shit with three people. Because y'all worrying about the fame. Y'all worrying about the jewels. Y'all worrying about the Lambos. Y'all worrying about the house. Y'all going to get that. But can y'all keep up with the payments? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sooner or later, like like uh, in NWA, like with Easy e he eventually had to sell everything he had. That's what I'm saying. Like with me, I always tell people like, it's just about timing. But if we get break it down, I know too much for this industry. They want you to be dumb coming in this shit. Yeah. They don't want you knowing how to register your music. You know that shit. They know that's the money. They want to sit back and promote you and have you promote yourself and get paid for it. Yeah. If they know that you know how to get yourself paid for it with doing it, they're not going to help you because they're going to feel like, damn, I'm only going to get a little. They're going to be getting paid like what Megan Thee Stallion got paid. And you gonna be, what the fuck? Her people's got paid. That set everything up. Yeah. And I think she. I and to be honest though, shout out to her because I think that they lost the case against her. I think they lost it. <laughs> so she she lucky, but a lot of artists ain't lucky like her. Nope. They're not. I just be. I just. I. I don't know. Like. I'm just excited what I have to come. I have so much. I have so much, so much music that I like that's different from written and blood. That's different from wrestling. That's different from my hip hop rap. Like I sing, I was a singer first. So I have like pop EDM like, but not your typical like I'm talking about like Lady Gaga shit. But it but mixing it with hip hop. Like that you never heard before. That like I'm a, like, I've been letting people hear it and they just like, this is a shit you need to drop. This is shit that you need to, and I'm just like, but ain't nobody really holding down hip hop. Like, you know, like, I feel like honestly, ain't no, like, come on, Beyonce rapping. It's so crazy that Beyonce's rapping. Yeah, it is. Like, she rapped on Lemonade, Savage. Yeah. Like she's been rap- she's been rapping for a few years now. <laughs> she, 
Like her and Jay Z came out and she became rapper. Yeah. She's making fun of us. Ain't nobody really. And then y'all don't want to respect the bitch that's really rapping, which is Nicki Minaj. Like, I don't understand why she's so disrespected in this game. Like, people really don't like her. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I really don't. I, I think she's had great albums. I think Pink Friday, Pink Friday, uh, Reloaded. Pink Friday. Ooh, I don't know about. Reloaded was cool, but it's not better than the other games. Yeah, no, the first one was better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All the albums after that I wasn't fucking with. Yeah, no. I, I liked Reloading. Like, Queen was that. whack to me. She was too focused on trying to come at Cardi B and all these. Like, that shit was trash. I did not like Queen. I was just like, how you go from Pink Friday to these? Like, Pink, Pink Friday, I felt that shit. Like, even to this day when I hear that shit, that shit really happened. Like, I remember when I couldn't buy my mother a couch. Now I'm sitting at the closing, bought my mother a house. Yeah, I never understand why I grind like I do. Like, how the fuck you go to Queen and all these other shit from that? Like, we felt you. Like, that's what made us fuck with Nikki because she was making music that, like, we could feel. Like, we were just like damn, like, you went through this year. We with you. Like, you here now. Like, we going to keep you here. Like, then you started going into some trying to prove. You don't need to prove yourself no more. You ain't a mixtape days no more. You, you, you literally turning into the person that you got rid of, which was Lil' Kim. Yeah. <laughs> so your karma's catching up to you because you came in the game disrespecting a queen and then now you getting disrespected and being caught old and all this extra shit and like it's the same way like cardi became you you became Kim. yeah <laughs> the difference is, is that cardi will never have as good music as her that's the real difference you gonna have them views though yeah she'll have the views but the music will will be forgotten in time Cut it a bit of us. Yeah, nah. My Bodak Yellow was fire. Yeah. Did the cover on it. <laughs> I did do a cover on it. Yeah. I did a cover on it. I just took it down because I was just the people was turning it into B. I was just like, I did a fire cover on it. I should have I should have recorded it though. I only did like a, a video, like a video recording it. But I want to thank you, you know, for coming on the show tonight. I know, we was on there two hours. Yeah, three hours. It's almost 12. Oh, three hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably my longest interview. Ever. Yeah, but it went by quick, though. Three hours went by quick. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I've had 40-minute interviews that felt like forever, and they were just like, ugh. Like, because there's certain interviews, like, where I have artists on, and they're, like, the type of artists that you got to, like, pull teeth for them to get to say anything. Yeah. You got to keep asking questions, asking questions, and they give you the one, one-word one answers. It's just, like. That's dope. I like, I like, um, I like your show, though. I had fun the last time I came. 
Oh yeah, up at St. John's. Okay. Ski mask. Yo, and that's what I was saying because I'm like, remember I I I played um, I played them my song. It's called Six Soya. Mm -hmm. I remember Ski Mask kept saying he mad cool with Nikki. Oh yeah, yeah. And then she dropped the song that sound exactly like Six Soya. Yeah, you're right. I was like, <laughs> dartboard. I get the darts out. <laughs> right. I'm like, y'all want to let me live? At least put me on a remix. If I were you, I'd be like, when I go to record in the booth, put a picture. Remember he was saying that, Joey? He was like, oh, Nick. And I'm like, I'm like, then he went in the studio with her like two days later, and then they drop. She dropped. Um, what was the song? What's her song called? Um, Brian, what's Nicki Minaj's song that's similar to Six Oya? Yikes. Yikes. I was like, same beat. Yo, she had them remake the beat, and I, I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and when I dropped, remember I told you I dropped a mixtape called Pink Blondes and Pistols? Yeah. I had a song called Money. She put on a reloaded Pink Friday, Mooney. I'm Mo Mooney, and my song is Money Love. And you gotta hear the Money Love. I'm I'm sending to you. Yeah, you gotta like this ain't the first time. It, and it's a lot of stuff, but I still like her because she the only she she's the only one, and I feel like I could like compete with like artists wise, not like rapper, because I feel like Rhapsody is like a MC rapper. Like I feel like. The other, like the girl, Lady London, she's like a, a MC rapper. Like when it comes to being an artist, like they're not like doing everything that you need to be like do to be an artist. Um, so Nikki is like like the only one because everybody else is. Me See, I don't want to say that Megan Thee Stallion, she's like dope, but I don't know. I I just expected more from Sugar. Like, I expected more from it. I didn't, because... I, Did you hear it? I listened to it. I, right? I, it's like certain ones that you just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, but it's in today's music scene, I don't I don't have that, like, much high hopes when I hear too many artists. The only artists I really like are, like, Dave East. Mm. Like, who's really out here? Like, I love Dave East. I ain't going front, son. I really, really like Dave East, too. Like, he just never disappoints me from when he first came out. And he just gives you, like, that hunger all the time. And it's so sad because everyone is dying around him. Like, you know, like, and I feel like he takes that and he, he knows what to do with it. Like, he know how to, like, put it in the music and make us feel like we all can relate to this shit. And like with him, he got the wordplay, like what I was talking about, the wordplay, the punchlines, the cadence, the story, like, I don't, like with everybody else, what they talking about, like, I can't, I can't relate with y'all. Like, I don't, like, I'm upset. Like, I, like, it's cool, it's catchy, but I can't relate to it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this, I like the sassy, but I like the single, but then, like, the other stuff in the, I can't relate to. Yeah. Doja Cat. Some of her stuff, though, I could, 
I don't know. Some of her stuff I do, like, she just kind of fucked up with this whole joint that she just did. <laughs> you you just opened the door. I think she, she probably did that on purpose. I don't know. She probably was bored and was like, yeah, let me start something. Who knows? Anything's possible. Right. Any last words? Anything else you want to say tonight? Yes, honest? I want to thank you for having me. I want to thank you for, like, having this three-hour interview with me. <laughs> I'm, yo, everywhere I go, I'll be having long ass interviews. Maybe, you know, one day you can invite me and I could be your, you know, uh, what is it called? Co-host. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, maybe one day I could be a co-host, hopefully soon. And make sure you, everyone that's going to listen, stream Britain and Blood. Stream Sig the Kids. Sig the Kids. Sig the trick everywhere. <laughs> Stream Sig the trick everywhere. And, you know, come and listen to my story and what I got going on because I'm totally different from everybody that's out right now. And the reason I'm different is because my story is different. It might sound similar. You might can relate to it, but it's still different because everyone's DNA is different. So <laughs> how they handle stuff is different. So, yeah, that's what I want to say. And I want to shout out St. John University. So, yeah. <laughs> what clip? Shout out to Max. Yeah. Appreciate and you know, fight the power. That's right. <laughs> you know, I'm about to be coming out here like on my Asada, you know? Yeah. What, what clip? Get your signature kiss shirts. Yeah. I gotta get you one. You gotta send me a size. Yeah. I'll send I'll send you the size. Yeah. I'll send I'll send you I'll send you my size. Send me a size. Uh, what what clip? Because I usually post the clips from my interviews. Do you want a specific clip posted uh, on my Instagram or I can send you from the interview that we discussed tonight? Um I don't know. You choose. I don't know. I don't remember. We've been talking. We've been yapping a lot. Because <laughs> do you want something that's like controversial? Do you want because I, I always I leave sometimes I leave it up to the artist. Sometimes like if I forget to ask, I think we talk about a lot of things. The Doja Cat thing. We talk about a lot of things. The Doja Cat should be like if the Doja Cat part could be when I actually I'm gonna send you the clip. I'm gonna send it to you. So if you do the Doja Cat, it can like you know come together. But um, that gotta be done first, you know. Yeah. When everybody be looking, but I don't know. Just whatever you feel like, make this interview lit, and people to. I just, I just like for my interviews for people to learn more about me. Yeah. So anything that you feel like that will express who I am as an artist and as a person more, that'll be cool. Yeah. I think there's multiple clips though, because we've been talking for three hours. Um, you know, you, <laughs> we've been talking for three hours. Believing in God, and there's just a lot of things from this interview. We went from we spoke for like a whole hour about what's going on in the world. Yeah, from what's going on in the world, uh, you believe in God. The sub, your subway story about the homeless guy. Yes, my when my daughter put me in my place. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is yeah, my subway story, 
my um yeah MC Chan is your cousin MC Chan yep and MC Chan is definitely a pioneer in this hip-hop world like you know if people don't know but MC Shan, that's Nas' favorite rapper. It's LL Cool J' favorite rapper. That's our favorite rapper. Like LL Cool J, I think he bit MC. LL Cool J, yeah. So he he didn't bite. He he literally said it. Like he got the all he did was to add to it was he put the um half of his his uh pants up because Kango yeah. and the sweats and all came from my cousin. So he added his own to it by putting the the um pants up, yeah. showing half. Yeah. And you know I still ain't tell Nas that Shan is my cousin. Oh, you didn't tell him? I still ain't <laughs> tell him. Yeah. I think I, I think I don't know. Do you think you should tell him? I am gonna eventually tell Shan always tells me something. He's like, he's gonna treat you much. I'm like, no, I, I want to build my own relationship first. And then he was like, that's why I fuck with you, Cuzzo, because you be putting the work in. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, cut, my other cousin, she's the manager at Platinum Sounds with, with Jerry Wanda and Wyclef. Oh, wow. So, like, I'm around like history, music, and all that stuff. And, um, I don't even like, I, I like to like, I'm, I feel like I'm like a kid, you know, like a kid that's born into a family or a um, parent that's like big in the game and stuff like that. And they always want their own identity. Yeah. Like that's basically like, I guess how I'll be moving. Like, even though it wouldn't even matter because Shan is like two generations ago. Like, you know, like he's, nobody's gonna they they know the songs they know about it like if you study hip-hop and shit like that but like they would know more about Nas and LL more than him like Bismarcky like I feel like what Bismarcky were really for our generation took it to the next level is when Mario did Just a Friend over but before that no one was checking like oh just what's that song Just a Friend who did it yeah but yeah thank you for having me yeah, no problem i appreciate and, it you know i appreciate you and yeah let's just keep streaming sig the trick like every day every day listen send me some videos of you listening or you playing it in your show yeah I, I, and then i gotta do some drops for you and stuff yeah you know? Yeah. And I definitely, I definitely do want to come and come on, you know, one of these. Well, when stuff's cool down, I want to be a co-host. <laughs> Who knows? I bring a special guest. I bring something to the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a phone call, but I could set up definitely with my cousin. I could set up for you to do like a phone call or a Zoom interview with him. Oh, wow. if he know how to work Zoom, but I could set it up for you. You know. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, he'll do it. He funny as hell. He be he's gonna be cursing his ass off. I don't care. That's a legend. That's a legend bless on my platform. Yeah. He never yeah. how could how could he fall off? He pioneered this. <laughs> no, that's what he says. He always say that. He'd be like, I don't care about that. Like you know, I set it up. He'll love it. 
he gonna talk about his his bars for bar, that's what it's called. I said bars is back. Bars is back is Cassidy. I'm promoting Cassidy shit. His song, his album is called Bars Over Bullshit. Okay. That's what the album is called. Bars. Of, why did I say bars is back? I'm just repping Cassidy. Bars over bullshit. That's the name of his his album. Yeah, he'll definitely do it though. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, well, you know, whenever whenever he's available, uh, I'll slide over. I got Chub Rock on Monday. Who's that? Uh, he's an '80s '90s rapper. He had his b- biggest song was Treat Him Right. Treat Him. I don't know that. Yeah, Chub Rock. He's he's a he's a '90s he's a '90s. Early nineties, late eighties rapper. Mr. Cheeks, Mr. Cheeks. Yeah, I had Mr. Cheeks on. Mr. Cheeks is dope, right? Yeah, Mr. Cheeks. I like Mr. Cheeks, and he still could rap. You know, so me and Mr. Cheeks started a um a little podcast, but we only did one episode. <laughs> it's called Cheeks and Friends. I was like, well, first of all, you gotta pause with that whole name, though. Talk about Cheeks and Friends. <laughs> <laughs> But it was dope though, because we had Grandmaster J as the DJ for it. Like it was pretty dope, and we we had people call, and it was a success for the first show, and we just never continued it on. People were like, well, we gotta finish it. Like we did one <laughs> episode for it though. Yeah, Cheese got um, Kane, a lot of different people. Yeah, I know all the legends. Like I grew up with like like Day Fresh. So I used to like always be in his house. He'd give me like advice and stuff. So um, to do the song um, MC Ricky D before he was Slick Rick, Lottie Dottie. Mm-hmm. People don't know that he like the younger generation, like my generation, won't even know that he was the beatbox on that. Yeah. Yeah. These people is. I just love. You know how I feel. Like I always tell people, I feel like. When I um, when it comes to hip hop, I'm like the little girl from the movie Brown Sugar. Remember when she was running in the park and she ran on the bench and she was just looking at Daggy Fresh, like beatboxing. Like I really in real life witnessed that. Like I really felt like that little girl, cause like in real life, like that's what I used to witness seeing Daggy Fresh doing. And then I go into the like, his crib. And then he had talked to us, and I remember him having a picture up of the lady who played all the Simpsons. You know, she played like all five character voices, and it was a woman. Like, just like little stuff like that that I'm young, and I'm like, yo, we watching this show, and I didn't even know that. Like, and I'm with someone who knows the person who plays, like, you know, it was just like kind of going over my head, but not really. So. I always say, like, I feel like that little girl from Brown Sugar. Like, that was me. Like, yeah. I love hip hop so much. So. Yeah, that's important. Mm-hmm. That's important. Sig the Trig, thank you for coming on <laughs> once again. Tell them where they can follow you on Instagram and Twitter and all that. Yeah, you can follow me on Sig the Trig everywhere S I G D A T R I G. On Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, Deezer, Amazon Music, Audio Mac, everywhere is Sig the Trig. Only thing that's different is Facebook, which is Sig White. Everything else is Sig the Trig, YouTube. 
everything. So there you have it. There you have it. Thank you again for coming on. Yeah. Uh, anytime, uh, whenever you're ready to drop another project, you know you're always welcome to come on the show. I'll have it promoted. And like I said, I'll send you. Uh, I'll send you some scripts if you want to do drops. Like you said, I'll get the songs on my on my station playing. Uh, I'll record clips of it, send it to you. You know. Okay. Yeah, send it to me, and then I do the drops for you. So just send it to me, so I can do the drops and send it back to you. All right. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll actually do that now. I don't really get much sleep anyway, especially now it's summertime. So. <laughs> um, I'll send you the clips. Summer starts June twenty second, right? June twenty first. May summer, yes. Yeah, it's it's summer to me since like March, because they they sent us all home from college, so yeah, the whole coronavirus. What do you study in? Communications. Oh, I was I was studying international business. I went to Berkeley. <laughs> I dropped out literally because of Kanye. There's a lot of things that, so you were inspired by Kanye. There's a lot of things that I hope the generation isn't listening to what he's saying I know. right now. He's been saying, he said some controversial things in the past that's made me think very different of him. I'm sure a lot of people, I know Capone said something about him that night when he was up there. He wasn't too fond of Kanye West. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know. But you know what's crazy? I had met someone today that was just like, I hope Kanye West die. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't wish that on him, but I mean, I don't. I like, why are you so mad at Kanye like that? He was like a, he was a Spanish guy too. I was, he was like, yeah, because I just don't like like how he's moving. I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like Kanye West is up to something. I feel like he's playing dumb and like, he's, he's like, I guess I'm hoping that he's like strategizing of like how he's moving to really like help the community. Like, I don't know, like, I just feel like, but then again, maybe he did, you know, cause a lot of people feel like he, he like went mad after his mom passed. Yeah. But I just, I just honestly just probably, I feel like he's strategizing. He's playing dumb. He's playing a certain way. Yeah. He's gonna fucking come, he's gonna come a certain way real soon. Yeah. I hope so. I hope he changes, but I don't think so. I think the Kardashian curse is real and it exists. Yeah. Lamar Odom, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Hmm. Like I'm young. Right, well, <laughs> well, we'll end the show here. Thanks again for coming on. Uh, Written and Blood's available on all platforms. Follow you on Instagram everywhere, except for Facebook at Save the Trade. Thank you. Thank That's you. It. All right. I want you to stay safe and have a good night, all right? All right. Yeah.